You are listening to Thursday Nights, episode 64. Undergone some sort of transformation as this brand has appeared on his chest, and mm. he has accepted Bell, one of the arch devils of hell, the ruler of the first layer of hell, Avernus. He has accepted his request slash demand uh, to become one of his, uh, become a prince <coughs> in his domain and become one of the Dark Eight, along with seven. Yeah, you're gonna be out of place at the. There you are on the deck of the airship. Finally, silence. No more fire raining from everywhere under attack by uh, by these uh, fire gorillas and such. Ren kind of he he stands up and kind of brushes himself off and limps over to the side of the ship and just kind of looks over the edge and just is kind of staring at the landscape around. He looks different now, right? He's got a big Brando's chest. Well, aside from that. His skin is tougher. Oh, he had bumps on his head? It's maybe started to change pigment a little bit. And I've got... They're not full-blown horns, but they're just kind of some bumps that have started to appear on his head. Like... Not full-blown horns, but it's, it's like someone like, hit. Not even close to horns. It's no, just if somebody had like bonk bonk, he's on got his a couple head. goose eggs on his head. Yeah, hmm. that's weird. The only thing, like your aura <coughs> is very different. He can kind of sense that something kind of has changed, like in a very strongly transformative way. He is he's concerned, but very wary too. Like giving you your space and kind of calls out to you. And I'm not like avoiding, but calls out to you. Are you all right? <clears throat> Ren says, I'm fine. Don't worry about me, I'm fine. Is he fine? Uh, he says, are you still you? Ren says, do I look like me? Well, mostly. Or, like, looks at the other people staring at Ren, just like, He's been through a lot, all right? Let's give him some time. Yeah, Ren just kind of sits there and still... I mean, he's... He's not in the greatest mood right now, but he's he's dealing, and he he turns around and... Yeah. Um... Damon kind of mutters under his breath for whoever's near. You guys can decide if you're near. He says, I wonder if this changes things. Mm. Ren says, why would this... He heard you. He says, why would this change anything? What is this anything to do with anything? He says, tell me. If it does. He says, I don't see why it would change anything. He says, I have no idea what just happened. Well, uh... 
from what I saw, you just saved my life, and for that I thank you. Yeah. Matters indeed. <laughs> Ren, uh. Circle of trust. Ren wasn't really expecting that from the group, and he kind of, in shock, just kind of says, Yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, what? Uh, it's the least I could do. You actually went to hell to save me, I guess, you know. Saving you from falling off a boat is the least I could do. <laughs> Don't think he was gonna push us off the boat. Got like <laughs> they were like in these hellish claws. Yeah. Right? Well, Maybe. pushing me off the boat would have done. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but you might uh, land uh, the strength of those claws. Yeah, didn't need. Uh, yeah. Need a little help there. Yeah. I was uh, hoping he wouldn't rip my soul out and take me to the cavernous. Or uh, looks at looks at Ren, uh, with a very kind of sincere. Calm, calm look, and she kind of in her attempt to comfort him. She's she's actually holding back a bit because she knows he's like he's got this like whole like thing going on now. But uh, says that this doesn't necessarily have to happen. We can find a way, maybe to uh, to get you out of this if it should come down to it. We won't let you go. That easily. Ren says, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you guys always wanting, you know, helping me out and sticking up for me, but <clears throat> this was one of those things that I had to do for myself. Yes, I realize that, you know, it also saved you guys in the process, but there's going to come a time when you can't pull me out. I mean, for... I, I died, and I went to hell. The only reason I'm standing here right now is because Aurora has a friendly neighborhood dragon that was able to send you guys in and pull me out. He didn't give a shit about me. He was after her, and she just happened to be there. I mean, Daemon's got his his elemental buddies that are sticking up for him and helping out. Brandis can't die, and he never gets hit. It's not like, you know, you guys have all got stuff going for you. What's that going to happen to me when I die? You know where I'm going. I didn't really have any other option. I'm either the one getting kicked when I'm down there, or I'm the one that can do some kicking. And when I saw that, you know, I didn't really want to do that, but then I thought about it in that instant, and, you know, if I get down there, and it's too much for me, and I can't handle it, they're going to stick me down. They're going to, you know, they'll burn me anyways. So it's like... Kind of stuck between a rock and a hard spot here. <laughs> what am I, I? I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Right, so I rolled with it. We'll kinda, see what happens. She just kind of shakes her head a little bit, and she's almost smiling. And um, if if it comes down to it, and it turns out hell can't handle you, then just give me a call. I might be able to pull a few strings. Uh, yeah, as long as it's not Borkad, because he sure loves me. I'm sure he'll be willing to send people back to get me again. <coughs> Freaking Borkad. But, anyways, I am thankful that you guys were willing to stand with me and and risk your lives to protect me from that as well. It means a great deal to me. He just says, well, if you're going to be the one pushing people around, maybe you can uh, change the place a little bit, you know, at least make it a little bit neater. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of 
dusty. Very boring. Ren says, you know, on the plus side, though, something that could happen from all of this, the people that go to Avernus are generally not the greatest people. I mean, they've all done pretty rotten things. Granted, I'm headed there, too, and I don't consider myself to be a very rotten person, but I've done some pretty jacked up stuff. But it would be kind of interesting to inflict even more justice upon them while I'm down there. I think we, I think we were good at let's all be best friends forever. Let's just stop there. Where he says, we've all sent plenty of people to your domain. Make sure they uh, don't come back. <laughs> so, Ren... Uh, Say, hello. Say hello. Ren kind of smirks at that and, and says, well, and let's not call it my domain yet. I'd prefer to stay in this domain <laughs> for as long as I can. After being in Avernus and seeing what it's like down there, somewhat... Um, I would prefer to stay here as long as I can. But at least I know when I get down there, at least I have some options now. Damon says, um, I only got a small taste of the elemental chaos, and it was enough to make me appreciate more what we have here in this world. Mm. You know, the harmony and the the balance of all that surrounds us. He says, I can only imagine that (coughs) hell was even more... uh, Intense? More treacherous, more, more just, I guess, overwhelming. And he looks at you guys who went there. Says, and Ren says, you know, I, when we were down there, I was kind of in a haze. Because, you know, I didn't snap out of it until what seemed like forever later. Aurora can testify more to the, you know. Landscape. And the, the gloom and the, and, you know, whatnot that comes from that place. Frankly, the... The Ron Desert was more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Ren just puts a hand on... Mm, Ren and puts a hand on you. There's a gentleman says, It's going to take more than hell to stop us. I guess you've proved, you've proved that once already. Ha! Ren says, You've been he waiting... You've been waiting for the last ten minutes to drop that one, huh? Last ten lifetimes. Ah. <laughs> he came up with it and just never had a good moment. Day. I'll have to go to hell and come back and have a bunch of yeah, friends. Yeah, says, well, I'm weary. And, I should say, staring down a, a devil leader of the nine hells should at least earn us a nap. Prince says, Yeah. Huh, I, I could use a nap right now. I could use uh, about ten naps. And Ren and actually a, does a quick... Sleep. Ren actually does a quick <clears throat> once over on the ship to make sure... Nothing's really gotten jacked up. Uh, Grosh is already. There was a big Grosh hole. Badass. Grosh is already uh, got the halflings working uh, as efficiently as they ever do, and the Ooh. fires have been put out on the, the fires have been put out on the deck of the ship. They're they've already got uh, planks of wood that they're repairing, and Stoila's even coming over and. Uh, and helping fuse the where the uh, where the woods they're not even having metal, to use yeah. uh, nails or anything as she just kind of is you know fabricating planks and rivets and such to seal up the the airship and when Girl Ren asks she, she just says you go rest we got this taken care of Ren says oh thank you and goes back to his room because he's hurt he limps back to his room that devil. He thought they'd be... I mean, he doesn't like to admit it when he's wrong, 
But based on their performance in Hell and the fact that he thinks Borkad is a douche, he didn't really recognize how much Borkad had helped them out when they were in Hell fighting uh, that pit lord. Yeah. And that's why he was kind of cocky to the to Bell. Mm. And Bell in turn kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. So losing. We're not quite at that level yet. Though Ren Ren doesn't really want to admit that to the group because that would be kind of embarrassing. Yeah. But he will not He he will show respect when respect is due when one of the devils shows up again. Yeah. That's not a lesson you'll have to learn twice. No. Hopefully. Well, then again, that's... <coughs> Ren's thought that before, too. Isn't it? That's what he's... That's a state of mind. Yeah. Cool. Uh, man, yeah. yeah. Gammon is going to get a little napperson. A little napperoo. And rest, uh... Until they reconvene to, I'm sure, discuss their next move. Or is seriously divinely depleted. You have to, like, store that shit up. Okay, so do people want to spend healing surges now, or should we? No, I do not. Talk about. I only one. What's happening? Talk about what's happening. If you're resting or not, are you making a concentrated effort to rest now? Oh, this is, I think I'm just doing yeah. a short rest right now. Um, We're just how long? Yeah, short rest certainly. Yeah. Are we deciding now? We want to do extended rest. How long does it take? How long do we have before the wrath thing? That's true. We actually lose a week if we do it. And we have how long? I thought it was One two. We're, we're, we have to. I thought a minimum was two weeks. Yeah. Is that right? Two weeks or was it one week? I thought it was a week. The point is, I it's enough know. time that by using that time to rest, it you sacrifice um, you sacrifice other methods of preparing. So it's as simple as that. Uh, okay. You and if if you need to rest, then you need to rest. If you are going to. Uh, attempt to go into this upcoming Fight. confrontation without a rest, you can do that. You'll have a little more time to prepare. I need a rest. <laughs> Period. Uh, how many skills did you have? One. I have zero. He has zero. So, yeah. he you uh, could theoretically transfer Healing Surge at no loss by giving one of his items to Ren. Mm. That's a thought that I had. Yeah, but Wait, what? I don't know. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, you just hand him an item that gives him a healing surge. I have so a, all my daily power. power uh, oh, my daily? items. I have no. I have nothing. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we are very depleted for I mean, sure. You, you guys can just. I blew all my dailies in the skill challenge. I think everyone did. Yeah, we really want to. Oh no, well, I got the new daily from level twenty. That's it. Yeah, it's it's a serious I mean, state of affairs here. I will definitely go with whatever the group consensus is. Um, um I vote rest. Yes. Yeah. I think I think going into another encounter, we just have to end up running away. It'll be unsuccessful. We're that we're that depleted. I think. And it's a wrath. I mean, yeah. possibly a wrath. Depending on. Well, we should want to go hunting. Like no, Aurora does not want to go hunting. She does not have enough anything for that. Yeah. I think at this point, you a guys... badger would rip the shit out of her. I think oh. a, <laughs> a talking badger would kill us. Hey, yeah. hey you. Ah! Ah! Yeah. Oh, kill that no. <laughs> or else I'll shank you. Sheep shank. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's what the group decides, and that's what's gonna happen. Alright. 
It takes quite some time to rest up from your considerable injuries and, uh, you know, just complete exhaustion of resources. You know, it represents, the sort of thing represents, you know, you're just all the way down to your spirit. You're just beat. And it takes more than just a good night's rest to kind of get back in, in fighting order and fighting spirits. You've also had a lot of things that have been a bit of an emotional drain on all of you. Daleman returning. Aurora uh, finding out that she has this lifelong prophecy and that uh, Borkad himself, one of one of um, <coughs> Bahamut's seven? Nine? Seven uh, great worms is watching her seemingly mm-hmm. at all times. Uh, Ren becoming uh, apparently appointed a, a prince of hell by uh, by the devil lord himself and all of these things they just they just you know they really build up to make it where you know it just it can be hard to keep going forward without just all these distractions and it takes some time to kind of clear your mind get everything back in um, working order you know <laughs> clear headed so during this week week and a half uh, what does everyone do? What does everyone do? I mean, it's nothing strenuous. You can't go and prepare or anything. Uh, the crew is doing what they can, but they're in the, sort of the same way. They've been working a lot, too, and so it's just this sort of... There's this tension on the airship of what's to come. I'd like to go last. Brandis! Recognizes that this is the last great rest before what could be a last great fight many of our lives. Many so of our lives. He charts a course to the most beautiful place that he has ever been. A sunny, tropical island off the coast. Far off the coast. Away from the distractions and things of the lives that we are used to and suggests we spend the week there. Just recuperating and relaxing with knowing that there's much to do White sand beaches. but the idea that mm-hmm. we can't really spend this time you know, knowing that we need to just recuperate and everything should go there and sit down have some rum <laughs> Damon loves the idea of, of vacationing and drinking so let's not objects Ren uh before they go to the tropical place, Ren actually takes the ship and goes to a secluded mountain lake that he that the group stumbled upon one time when they were making their way to the. Uh, oh, I'm having a brain fart. The place up in the mountains that we went to that we met at Heptos. Yeah, Snowflake Mountains. Snowflake Mountains. <coughs> and uh, but it was low enough there it wasn't frozen or anything like that. And he actually gets off the boat, and he tells the boat to come back the next day and pick him up, because he wants just some time alone to reflect on what he just... Reflecting at a pond. What he has... The contract that he's just entered into. So he gets off and says, come back tomorrow at the same time and pick me up, if you don't mind. And he has his unseen servants make him a little hut that he hangs out in, and stays there for a day and just meditates and thinks... And when they come back and pick him up, he seems like he's in a better mood. And nothing to cool down. A fire decides that he wants to go check it. He hasn't really had time to go check out 
Stoyla's alchemy lab. So he hangs out in there a bit with her and plays around with potions and stuff and occasionally goes outside and, and <clears throat> hurls fireballs at Brandis to, to keep him on his toes and, and discusses with Daemon the uh, amazingness of lightning and winds and thunder and stuff like that. Gives Daemon lessons and, on the subject. And uh, discusses, you know, the origins of how each of them, because neither of them started out this way, neither of them started out being able to control lightning and things like that, and they, they have interesting discussions about, you know, how to harness it, how to actually, uh, how to, you know, yeah, the launch of it, the nature of it, just the whole thing, and uh, they go back and forth. He lets Daemon, because Daemon, while Daemon can control the lightning, and the wind. Ren can take a punch when it's a lightning punch. So he uh, he lets Daemon kind of spar with him a little bit and yeah. and uh, cast stuff at him and gives him pointers. And then Daemon gives Ren some pointers. I'm sorry, I'm totally playing for you. But, no, no, yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk to Daemon gives away. Ren some pointers on how to, you know, fall with grace and maybe how to rein in your how temper a little like bit. lightning. I'd like to see Ren fall with grace. Because uh, it's when Ren falls, it's horrific looking. He tries to be all graceful with Flailing his with limbs. his wing bracers, <laughs> and uh, like when yeah. he when he jumps off cliffs and races Damon into the bottom. But really, he just is. Like, we haven't done that in a while. <laughs> and so, awesome. uh, so uh, yeah, and you know he talks to he talks to Damon, and Damon gives him some pointers about which is funny coming from Damon uh, on how to maybe control his temper a little bit, because Ren tends to fly off the handle, and so does Damon, but Damon kind of reigns it in a little bit better than Ren sometimes, and so... I mean, they check each other. They're, bo- they're usually not both up at the same time. I think it's what goes on. And, uh... And Ren also talks to Hugh about the... <laughs> the ability to be subtle in combat and maybe keep his distance from things and not be like hey I can get that and run right in and get jacked up like he did on the boat <coughs> and uh, and things of that nature and he, and he talks to to Aurora quite a bit about um, you know, they have two very different uh, career paths now and it uh it's interesting because they are kind of the polar opposites of the group, yet he still values Aurora quite a bit as his friend and companion, and uh, they, We went through hell together. And they talk about, you know, how can this how can this work out, you know, with the two of them? Can they still be friends? What's going to happen here? And... The day-to-day Ren's, relationship of... The Ren's justice. a little concerned that if he ever, like, tries to sacrifice a rat or something again, that Aurora's going to see that as a threat, and then Ren's going to have a holy hammer buried in his forehead yeah. in the middle of the night. Ren, Ren's a right smart guy. And, uh... I, th- I think he oh. knows what it takes. So... Yeah. So that's what Ren does. He meditates, and, uh, he talks about things with the rest of the crew and group and uh, prepares talks out some of his problems prepares trains etc etc does his appearance change 
Within this week, or is it on a much slower thing? It's on a much slower trajectory. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Hugh, seeing as it looks like uh, the ship is taking requests for getting dropped off and such things, um, Hugh arranges with Stoila to use one of her uh, finger bone teleport things. That's gross. Yeah. Uh, I didn't just get dropped out outside of uh, one of the larger cities in Cormier oh. um, to be picked off because they're likely to rendezvous with the paladins there on the way back. And Hugh yeah. finds a a house of ill repute with a good reputation. <laughs> um, nice. And uh, they actually spend... screen all their people first. Yes. <laughs> uh, and so he spends a few days there just uh, enjoying the life. more baser things in life. Okay. Um, oh, Lord. Hey, yes. if you're gonna die, seriously? Yeah. Maybe. It's honestly, he's been on the road for quite a long time. It has. It's been a long time. It has been. His canteen was running dry. Um, or full. Or full. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so he uh, he does that, and then I mean that's fairly early on, and he gets back to the ship, and it's just kind of uh, same old. I mean, talks with Ren about battlefield awareness and. How to keep track of where your enemies are and how to size a guy up to see what he's likely to do next. Um, without goggles. Without goggles. Without the goggles. Uh, and just like, get some goggles. And he's like, no, no, no. Do it this way. Yeah. Uh, and then he just, you know, tends to his gear, makes sure things are good, and just uh, chills out on the boat. Does Aurora do for two weeks? Right? Is it two weeks? Yeah. She's gonna go a week or two. How would it be? She probably does, really. I mean, to. Not in an annoying way, because you don't see her very much. In this particular case, it's less about communicating and more about uh, internalizing the divine energy. Kind of drawing from the wellspring of. Of that good energy, but it, making it more personal—not not like seeking a connection, but necessarily kind of pulling something into yourself. Uh, Does Borkad show up at all? No, he's maybe conspicuously absent because he's a giant dragon, and you don't see a big shadow or it's anything. Bird. Oh well, Chitty. if he is there, he doesn't it's seem to be. Yeah, freaking like a chaperone, really. Um, he has that kind of attitude, it seems. But she spends her time mostly at her forge, which she has actually fashioned a, a tiny, like, Bahamut shrine over there. So if you walk in, kind of on the left, there's, like, like a little, like, crudely formed, um, platinum dragon there. And it's got, like, these little symbols and things. And she didn't do, like, a like, little sacrifice of, like, nice medals or anything like that there. It's just a nice reminder. And... You notice that at the end of the last fight with the devil, uh, Raxus, her dragonling, was almost completely see-through. Like, so, 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 so faint that you could barely actually make it out, especially if it were flying around. But like as dragon. At, but as she uh, continues to develop um, or regain that strength, it, it actually gets a little more... Um, the opposite of Caesar. Opaque. Opaque. 
uh, a little more solid. It never quite gets that full solidness, but it, it almost as a reflection of her inner strength, this uh, creature becomes more uh, more vibrant and more lively as she uh, has a lot of personal time. She, she seems to be doing a lot of reading, and if anyone like like sneaks a peek at the book she's reading, she's reading stuff about like leadership and you know cooperation in nation building and like really just like extremely wow. boring books and she looks very <coughs> serious a lot of the time as she's reading these books and uh there's like a small pile of them where she got them she didn't say hmm. maybe Cormier maybe she picked them up there Red's like books I mean I'm sure we have a pretty nice library here especially with books we'll have toes and run around it's not a magical book. But it's not magical. But it's it's still it's a book got about information. Uh, Knowledge well, is power. She's happy to let you borrow them once she's done with them. <laughs> after after. Damon requests last. High expectations. Uh well, I mean the uh, he's he's glad to have some time to kind of just be on the boat, really making it more real for him to be back with the group. Um. You know, he takes time to hang up most of the garb that he got from the shadow that he walked out of the shadow's lair wearing and kind of changes back to his old old gear. Save the cloak, which kind of saves him uh, in an elemental way during the fight with Belle. Um, kind of leaves that behind. But you do see in the place where he had his, uh, his amulet of Akadi, now you see hanging... The, the mask of the cold moon tribe, the white with the crescent circle on it that he keeps with him. Um, and sometimes you guys see it, uh, see him kind of like staring at the mask, uh, even wearing it at times. And it's something that's, that's kind of a, an object that is, has him somewhat fixated. He takes time to train with the, the, uh, with the crew. As Ren said, uh, you know, Ren has just developed, he has, I mean, sorcerers have this very strong, innate connection with, with their magics, and in addition, Ren has done a lot of study and practice. Damon, kind of, his lightning and storm abilities have kind of come along almost in a natural way, and so talking with Ren is, gives him kind of greater insight into that, you know, whereas in the past he's kind of tended to just let things, let things flow as they do, it's his personality, the opportunity to kind of like to practice and to, to wield it in a more constructive way. Was was an opportunity for him to learn more and prepare with Brandis and, and Hugh for sure. Kind of weapon weapon play and kind of like and just I guess getting back in this routine of, of training and, and practicing every morning like a, a battle mentality. So he just feels that readiness that whenever anything goes down, which they inevitably do, he just has that ready. Um, but so that's Damon kind of getting back into things. The the unexpected comes when one day you are milling out about deck, and most of you, if not all of you, are there. And Damon arrives on, on, on deck with Colbin, and they announce that, that Colbin has to leave. He has to return home. Uh, Colbin says to you all, home. he says, Thank you for letting me journey with you. He says, You are powerful and, uh, and beautiful companions. Says I, I've. It is really. It has been an honor to to be with you and to learn from you. I know you have protected me and allowed me to to fight with you. 
while we had this mutual cause. He says, And though you rescued me from uh, my slavery, this upcoming fight is, uh, is not my own. I feel strong urges to return to my homeland in Narfel, to my people. He says, For therein lies my purpose. Thank you for that being with sad. us. <clears throat> Gross just steps over and extends a hand and gives him a huge, uh, just a huge shake. As you said, good serving with you. And uh, then gets back to uh, tending to the ship. Cool. And again, you know, very, yeah. Also, like was appreciative of the of the martial training that Grosh offered him. And, um, you know, just, I mean... The, the amazing camaraderie, the amazing, like, place that is here. Like, this is just a more transformative and kind of just a utopia of, oppor- kind of, of just adventurous opportunities. It's, it's what he, growing up, always dreamed of being able to do and, for, and never could have envisioned these kind of circumstances. And uh, he continues to, to have many things come from within him that he can't explain, and he feels his drive... That has got that is half just his own young heart, and uh, that has been away from home so long, and half uh, other kind of I don't know inklings of, of things coming in the future that that push him to to return home. And as people are kind of taking their respective trips, uh, Daleman and Colbin return one uh, during one of the days to uh, East Colcran, which is the village up in the Dragon, the Earthspire Mountains in Nar- uh, on the borders of Narfell. Where his tribe is, and Daleman, for Dale, for Colbin, it's a it's a grand kind of reunion um, with a tribe that is that is flourished and is growing. And with Daleman, it's an important experience too because the last time he was in this area was when he destroyed the <laughs> sister village and kind of was thrown into this kind of despair. And he basically went afterwards to go kill himself um, because he didn't know if he'd ever be able to kind of <clears throat> learn to control his abilities. So yeah, I mean, it is it is definitely a very different circumstance. Tim coming back here and is able to make some peace. It's not it's not all happy. I mean, there's definitely some people from the previous village that that uh, or people who were connected to the previous village who whose obviously opinions of, of Damon, who was very really well loved in the area, have changed you know forever. But being able to come back was has offered him a measure of, of healing and kind of in his process. And then when you when you come back, you see him. You see that Damon also uh, bears a parting gift from Colbin, which is uh, which is a belt that has similar emanations of Colbin himself, and those kind of earthen energies occasionally pulse out from him. Not nearly on the same level, but um, it is a, it is a a kind of an investiture of, of power which Damon can carry with the group, and uh, will. Kind of symbolize Coleman's support of our ongoing mission, though he, for whatever reason, feels like he could not continue through the fight of the wrath. Hmm. Ren's bummed out to see Coleman go because he, <clears throat> granted, it kind of bugged Ren a little bit when Coleman kind of played the young and dumb card, like I don't understand what's going on here. Why are you people doing this? But at the same time, Ren saw great potential in him, and he was always eager to learn, and they would talk about stuff and about elements and things like that, and he was never one that really ever judged Ren, which was kind of nice, because Colbin didn't really know, and he was very neutral about stuff, and 
But it was also kind of cool to see him just, like, when his primal instincts took over in combat and stuff, to just see him just rip it. And Ren liked Coleman. And he understands he's got to do what he's got to do, but he's hoping at some point they'll see each other again and can hang out a little bit. For the short term, you guys know where to find him. As uh, as we, as the group pulled away, not in front of Coleman, but uh, kind of as the, as the ship is pulling away from whatever locale, kind of the walking off in the distance, Brandis uh, <clears throat> says, well, if we are successful in our journey, he will definitely know about it, and I'm sure we'll hear, I'm sure we will hear stories of his future exploits. <laughs> and then Francis kind of presses his arms, looks very satisfied. He's easy to read. Francis is not a subtle guy. So without saying anything, you know, look on his face, the thought in his head is, once again, strongest man. I'm the big man. (laughs) 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 And, you know, Dalman smiles uh, as he, you know, as he has the opportunity to kind of let a, kind of welcome a friend in and let a friend go, and I mean it's just being able to come back, uh, being able to come back from his imprisonment uh, has been almost as transformative as when he broke through his physical elven barriers and attained the form. That was the physical transformation coming through this uh, this kind of tumultuous event with the with the. Uh, with the shadow was an equally large emotional trans- transformation as he was able to move past fears that have haunted him for many years and he sees the opportunity to kind of to, to, to be with friends and to, to let friends go even even in situations with, with like Ren where he's making making decisions that you know they, they fall in a little bit the black and white realm of, of what Damon how Damon sees the world you know he's he's still He's able to just kind of enjoy more uh, the company and, and let let things roll. Doesn't get doesn't get uh, caught up, afraid of, of the future or what might happen. So he's uh, he's good with it and continues to just rest and recover, prepare for the battle that you know is going to be is going to be everything. All right. Emerging from your various methods of relaxation and uh, just preparing yourselves mentally and physically for the <coughs> coming confrontation, find yourselves refreshed. We successfully feeling good as new. That's good to know. So that is an extended rest. So keep in mind that means anything that gets better after milestones is reset. Yes. So such as ameliorating armor and a lot of magic rings uh, is reset. The uh, you are all back to one milestone. Full hit points, full healing searches, all daily powers restored. That's that loud. We're back to zero Goodbye. If you're gonna pass notes, I'm gonna have to read it aloud. No. Fine, want to read it aloud? <laughs> uh, no, I want to read it because I'm dying of curiosity. But oh, um, DM doesn't like it when we keep secrets ooh. from him. Why do you think he? I have been in groups that are so. <laughs> They're so 
not about collaborative storytelling if the players do like literally pass things to keep things secret from the DM because they're for, like they're actually trying to scheme against it. <laughs> it's oh, a very weird dynamic but no, I have been I have been in that. It's their pro it's, it's a different style of it's a different don't style don't of gameplay. Don't play. let him bully yeah. you. I will let him see it because it's I mean there are different levels of competition in D&D. Low levels there. Is it about me? Me. Pretty much. Um, Just don't shoot Dan. Is it, it says. It says. Do you think Dan likes me? <laughs> yes. No. Yes or no? Maybe. <laughs> um. <coughs> so you come out of this. Uh, you come out of this time feeling relaxed. And shortly after, the Aurora gets uh, a communication Bring. on her pendant. Oh, wow. Or what is it that she has? Her symbol. Champion's yeah. Code. Champion's Code. The Champions symbol of the Champion's Code. Champion's Code. Champions code. Champions. How does it, how does it so contact you? It emanates. Um, the light gets brighter. You said milestone? And there's, there's no. almost no, no, no. a sound. No, no, no. It's more of a... Extended rest. Like, if you were trying to imagine a sound... Whoa. That's more like to. how it kind of pops into the mind. And it's... A and tele- she, it's a She feels Commander Hesuth's Voice. Uh-oh. Oh yeah. In her mind. Cool. Remember who she, who he is? Yes. He's the guy trying to make sure. He is the uh, he is the dragonborn leader of the Cormirian um, battalion of Bahamut's paladins. Yes. In the temple of Bahamut at Cormir, who are the people who are keeping <coughs> an eye on the the location of planar alignment that you've right. seen Arath, right. and he has contacted uh, Aurora saying. Uh, saying there has been a development. All right, go on. He says, he says, I should, uh, I should speak with, I should speak with all of you. Uh, how about we, uh, we go to the calm stones? It's information that can be overheard. He says it would just be easiest if I tell, uh, if I inform you all at once. Okay. We don't all have comb stones, though. I'll have to get everyone together. But uh, Stoila she... is nearby, and she says, Oh, I, I didn't tell you. You were away. Just come with me. such a busy little bee. Aurora does not like it when Stoila does things on her own. <laughs> which is all that she does. Ren, <laughs> which is the, what she only does. Ren has loved 100% of the stuff that Stoila has done on her own. I mean, it's like living with Doc Brown and Q. She is a go-getter, but <laughs> Ren Q loves it. And uh, so, Stoila guides you all down into the the deck. You pass by the room, you know the that you know is the alchemy room. It's not just an alchemy room; it's a lab of all sorts for uh, for working with all sorts of magical equipment and stuff. And you can tell that she spent Jeez. a lot of time in there. There's practically like a permanent like imprint of her hand going in and out of the door on the door handle. Creepy. Um, she got you to another room that was uh, that actually. There's a door in the hallway that you realize wasn't there before. Uh, it was in between where two of the sleeping quarters are, and she opens it up and just opens up into another room that is just right, as wide right. as the other rooms. And in it is a large uh, sort of wooden conference table of sorts, you know, big rectangle. And sitting at like seven different positions around the conference <coughs> table, in between where there are chairs, there are these floating orbs above the table. And she says, I, uh, I, 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 I created this room for y'all. There what is it? How comfortable are the chairs? 
The chairs are... That's the wrong question. <laughs> I don't know. How comfortable are the chairs? I mean, if, how much attention did she pay? I'm asking about Stoyla. When, is... uh, when it comes to physical creations, Stoyla p- puts quite a bit of attention to uh, to everything she makes. Maximum Damn was all smiles. Lane. I mean, of course he misses everything that Stoyla would probably draw most attention to, but those details that she did pay attention to, Damn was just like, these are really nice chairs. This chairs, is a beautiful table. The chairs I like this room. are incredibly comfortable. But Brandis Brandis criticizes the workmanship and the artisan side of it. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'll, get, I'll get shopping. We'll get shopping here. Get shopping here. Shop. Nice. You start at my chair, get the others when you can. Nice detailing, some engraving. Some detailing, get some names in there. Jeez. Some monogram. Why does Brandis hate? Damn, he so really I, likes to sign like places. Just, chairs yeah. without names on them just seem it. like just saying like No, I mean why be better. why do you hate Stoila? That's why I'm not Oh. Just on principle. Oh. I see. Oh, hit her work. Hit her. She has to let her and make sure she knows her place. As you look around at these different orbs, in one of them, you see the face of the dragonborn leader of the Cormirian Battalion of Bahamut's Paladins. God damn it. Let me drop the phone. That's what he said. That's the but sound that you hear in your him. mind when someone tries to call you on the air. And you see that his face is there, and he says, uh, "He says, welcome." The dragonborn uh, says, "Welcome." He's speaking to you, and you can just hear his voice uh, clear as day, as if he was sitting at that spot uh, around the table. Wow. Commander, magnificent. That's pretty magnificent. cool. Stoyla just, or is looking at as as everyone's saying this, like that's pretty cool, magnificent. Stoyla just sits back in a chair, and she's just like grinning. Just, <laughs> Got her arms crossed, and she's got a big old smile on her face. Did she react to Brandis's cold, critical uh, analysis of the chairs? Oh, did he do a cold? Well, he's saying it's, it's comfortable, but... Well, I'll let you say it again, even though your mouth is full of way too much cauliflower. <laughs> they like the, uh, the detail and artisan work of the shop can do with some carvings. Ren pipes up to this actually and says, "Yeah, why don't you get shop in here and have him create another room like this too?" Kind of sticking up for. <laughs> if I tell out. him to do so, he'll find a way. <laughs> she just kind of, she's just sitting back and smiling and just says, "Utility over aesthetics." Uh, at the world, Dumbin's like comfortable for me. I'm a little comfortable. I'm way too comfortable. I might pee it's... my pants. She says, "Well, comfort is utility, of course." He's like, Whoa. he's talking about carvings and. As long as someone can come clean up. That's not beauty! Jesus. Yeah, Dan was talking about pissing himself here. <laughs> no one's really acknowledging that. I mean. You just hear a very loud <clears throat> clearing his throat as you see that the. Ah, uh, yes, Commander has. The Paladin of Bahamut is there and he says. How does anything get done? Continue. <laughs> Imagine what we can do. <clears> you people have gotten this far? <laughs> Mr. They can't kill us. Commander! <laughs> you have news for us. He says, yes, the site that you have asked us to keep an eye on, the site of the upcoming confrontation, there has been a development. Go on. Some sort of barrier has been risen. That's a problem. Hey. Define a barrier. He says, it is... Like like a brick wall, or what are It is tough about? to understand. We have our... Uh, we have our wizards and artificers... Analyzing it as best they can, but we are keeping our distance as you have requested. Ah. Says, but there is some sort of magical barrier created over the uh, over the entire site, uh, considerably more than the entire site. Hmm. 
And no in a very large you. area in this forest around the Damn uh, marks, site. Do you think Arath already knows that it is the hour is nigh? I expect he is doing this in order to keep anyone from stopping him. Storla says, the readings that that uh, instrument was taken certainly could tell him that the time is getting closer. It makes sense that he's preparing. He's like, mm-hmm. we better make our final preparations, too. Indeed. Hopefully he has not spotted the paladin. Heptos says, we have the advantage Massive of knowing paladin. the exact time that he can uh, activate the crown. He does not. Yes. He only knows that it is getting closer. And he so, looks to Stola for confirmation, he nods. If we want to surprise him, then we can't just wait until that moment, because he's not going to wait until that moment either. Because he doesn't <clears> know when that is. Well, it takes some time to activate the crown, right? He um, will know... What I mean is, he'll he'll appear here way before that point, I expect, because he doesn't know when exactly it is. Stola says, not necessarily. He's He'll probably create a portal and come in at the moment when it is time. Well, I thought you said he didn't know... When specifically it was. He, he doesn't know when it's coming up, but he'll know when it happens. Hmm. That instrument he's got it's there poking things so into the sky is taking readings. Damon as soon says, as it is time, he'll be informed. Everyone says, says, we may have waited as long as we can. It sounds like our, all of our forces are in place, and we don't know how long it's going to take to deal with this barrier. Maybe it's time for us to go and just make... You know, make our make our stand, take over the area. If he shows up, well, then we'll fight him right then. We don't have to wait till hour zero. What if it takes us a week to get this thing down? Mm. I mean, we need to get in there. <clears throat> I thought there was the issue with the uh, the orb, the uh, demon mascara people create. I mean, it'll last for a while, but if we blow it too soon, he could potentially have a chance to try again. Seems like the advantage of striking when the actual plan alignment happens is that he will be distracted. It was like, well, we have the ring. We can follow him. Just let's 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 end this as soon as we can. Fine. Abdul says, if we fail in any way, if we have to retreat, it will all be for nothing. That's true. We have to. See. He will come back at the time of planar alignment. If you will we not fail, be able to stop we'll him dead. from using the power of the throne. Yeah, when asked him, he says, "Well, frankly, what if we fail <clears throat> on the day, though? I mean, then we will at least have stopped him from being able to do the ritual at the time of planar alignment." Oh, so okay. Then was that? Oh, I. So the, the the artifact will be able to will be able to do will be able to accomplish what we need to if we have it there at the right time. Well, well, there are many artifacts. The artifact that right uh, I don't the know the chair one. one. The chair. The chair. The big the orb. globe thing. It's an orb. What's the orb? globe thing? The globe thing. Like that's the key. The globe that'll counteract the throne of Omanon, so we can't use the crown. Yeah. Right. Make it so that he can't. We have to time that Activate right. the... So we time well, that right, then that will... And even if we aren't successful in killing a wrath, or we aren't successful in surviving a wrath, <coughs> we will have stopped him from using the planar alignment to activate the ground. At the very worst, we can throw everybody we have at him for the duration of the planar alignment such that he never has the time he needs to... Uh, How long does it last, the planar alignment? I mean, minutes, weeks? Half a day. Half a day. Or Stoyla says, because she's most familiar with that. Yeah. Huh. About half a day is my estimation uh, of when it is probably I'm most gonna... appropriate for him to activate the crown. Other locations probably have uh, more concentration of overlap for a larger period of time, or 
pretty lucky he picked this one. Mm. Or found this one. That's good. Indeed. We haven't heard any... I mean, we set detectors at other locations. We haven't heard anything. You have scouts uh, yeah. and detectors watching all of the locations. There's been no indication. Okay. And they've been checking in regularly. There's no indication there's any funny business going on anywhere else. And now with the shield going up, it sure <coughs> looks like that uh, preparing for the long haul. What are we... I mean, we know it's a barrier of some kind. What, like... We should go, right? There's a lot of different kinds of barriers. Yeah. Like, how's this one? Do we know anything yeah, about some its function? I mean, can you see through it? It's... No, it is specifically uh, blocking us from seeing inside. Perhaps that is part of the point. So it's it... just a big, opaque, bubble-looking thing or something? Or That is a somewhat apt uh, description of it. If mm-hmm. It is not as tall as it is wide. It doesn't does not go over the uh, the top of the tree cover. It cannot be seen from far away. Only if you enter into the forest and you know what you're looking for. Hmm. Has anyone tried to pass through it? No, we've been keeping our distance, as ordered. Hmm. It seems like if we want to still retain the element of surprise, we would need to find a way <coughs> to disable it, but not actively disable it. Hmm. Be sure you that we know we wait, can turn it off, but then turn it. it off right when we need to. Sounds, we like, turn a, it off early sounds like a job for a certain artificer. Sterla says, getting through that thing will be easy. Clearly, she's not even considering the possibilities of what it could be. She does not have any doubt that she could get through anything. Ren says, yeah, I know getting through it would be easy, but could you get through it and turn it off at the drop of a hat? She says, don't need to turn it off, just need to get through it. Well, we need lots of people to get through it. You can do that? She says, probably some sort of device in the middle. Ren says, could you, if that doesn't work, could you build a device that could Disrupt. counteract that and just cause a huge doorway that we could go in through? With that, she uh, she smiles and she's like, that will be more challenging. We'll go that route. <laughs> Ren gives her a high five. Says, I like your style. And she's already like, with uh, like a like charcoal... Um, Chalk just drawing on the table and is like clearly drawing some designs and uh, specking something That's out. That's why she didn't put any designs on the table. Speaking of doodling, Dalemans has gotten his knife out and he's just kind of grinding away at it and playing with it. And he seems a little bit kind of uh, agitated, just a little bit more restless. He's back! He seems a little restless. He can't sit still and he's kind of like, I don't know, like this barrier, what else is he up to? I mean, I, I mean, I can't, I can't say enough. This guy is, he never rests. He's, he's, like, ultimately crafty. He's always got some plan. If he's already starting to do things, I just don't know what else he might be up to. And he kind of... He's itchy. He's itching to do something. Hepto says, I agree. Yes. Wait. <laughs> what? Damon says, what did you have in mind? I changed my says, mind. <laughs> we should spend the rest of this time preparing for the confrontation. He says, there are many things we can do. We should learn more about what we're dealing with. We should... Train the uh, the army that we have recruited from uh, from various contacts. We should uh, do research into how he is controlling his thralls of people. All we of these things one. could all of these things could help us. Oh, and yeah. he looks, uh, or, or what is it? He's the throne. The throne uh, allows him to uh, access more arcane power. That allows him to potentially do anything. The throne itself doesn't enslave people. It's like the biggest have ultimate battery. Yeah, it's, it's like having a battery that's a ten gazillion times stronger so you can than make a the most. the size of an Empire State Building. Yeah, yeah. you can just there. You, there is no limit to what you can build if you have enough no, energy, no. and that basically just gives them enough what energy. That's what I make. I was gonna say we had a few clues on how he control people based on what we learned from 
uh, his champion whose name escapes me at the moment. Baden. 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 Something involved in breaking people and torture and such. Yes. I... Smash the table. Ren's not really... And then stops because Ren's about to say something. Well, (laughs) Ren's not really sure how and kind of looks at Heptos like... You hate Heptos. So (laughs) how do you propose we learn more about what he's got? Like, do we kidnap one of his people and try to get information out of him? What do you What do you propose work. we do? We've tried doing that, and oftentimes that ends up blowing up in our faces. Do you have any ideas for how you want he to says, approach that? Doyla has been there. She has sensed the sort of magic that is uh, that is in use at his academy. Plus, we have learned much since last time we have attempted anything. There are certainly avenues of research we have not engaged in. Jim finishes slamming his hand <laughs> on the table. Stopped it. Now he's and he says. He's like, I've, all, I, I've heard all I need to. I'm ready to get started on some of these things. I'm going to go see Kalal right now. Uh, I think he's feeling better. And uh, <laughs> does the... Does anyone or the paladin or the commander say anything? Um, the paladin just says... Uh, just or says, says, be there in a minute. And the, the, the paladin says, <laughs> the paladins of Bahamut are, uh, are at your disposal. Contact us with whatever you need. It says, uh, maintain your position. Make no further uh, attempts at uh, getting any closer. Uh, just observe and report. He says, very well. But let me know if anything dramatic happens, obviously. Of course. And then his image disappears from the uh, the comm screen. The comm orb. Damon grabs a handful of beer nuts and hits the door. I knew there was a reason I put those beard nuts there. I know, they're delicious. Ren decides he's going to hang with Stoyla and chat her up and see what she knows. When Stoyla's heading back to, uh, she's heading straight back to the engineering room, just brimming with excitement over these ideas she has for this barrier. Not even seeing it, she's clearly already designing something. And uh, when she gets to the door of the engine room, she looks back and sees that Ren is following her. And she says, oh, um, hey. Ren <laughs> says, oh, hey yourself. She says, uh, what's going on? And she starts walking away from the engine room door. Ren says, what are you doing? She says, oh, you know, just uh, tinkering and stuff. What are you tinkering with? She says, oh, you know, just the engine and stuff. And she just starts walking away. She says, Man, really nice air out here. She starts just grabbing for the rigging as if she's going to just start climbing it. Ren goes... Ah! Ren says, I'm going to go into the engine room. And no, 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 uh, I'm in the middle of an experiment. And she runs over to the door and stands in the way. And Ren says... Because Ren's getting kind of suspicious now. Because she has never withheld information like this with him or anything. And says... What's going on in there? Uh, she looks clearly just kind of wide-eyed. She goes, look, don't get mad, okay? <laughs> Corpse kids. Ren isn't mad yet, but he's getting points. very interested, in, like, very Quiet. interested in what's going on. He says, Stoyla. She says, look, he's a little glitchy right now, but I'll make it okay. Ren just opens the door. When Ren opens the door, immediately upon opening it, see this bolt of silver energy shoot at his, like, shin. 
Does it hit him? What, does it hit him? Nah. No, not at all. It's kind of a wild shot. And Ren, as he opens the door, he sees it, and he kind of backs out, and it goes right past and hits the wall on the other side of the door. She leaps inside (coughs) and grabs something and turns it around, and you see that she is holding RA-4, the (laughs) construct, from the vault, the the dog-sized construct from the vault, and you see... That it has been jury rigged with like arms and there are wands attached to the thing. Ren, oh, walks, in, Ren walks in and sees this Terrifying. and he goes, Holy what hell! You dog! What have you done? What have you, what have you, he gets kind of excited. He goes, What have you been working on this? This is amazing! She says, I found this poor guy collecting dust in the corner and I thought, hey, I could do something with that, but he's really hot. Wait, I don't understand that. And then she looks half excited, half worried that uh, someone's going to be pissed that she clearly started working on this thing without permission. The only thing you really uh, notice is the big unauthorized like light that's lit, lit up and she's clearly <laughs> poor, worked around. Poor, Red poor, is one hundred percent not pissed that she's oh working God, on this. That's my art. He's a little pissed that she didn't tell him, and, and he says, "What? Why didn't you say anything?" She says, well, I don't really know whose it was, and when I started looking into it, I could tell that this, uh, that this uh, technology is certainly not from our world. And I thought, maybe if I ask the wrong person, I might get in trouble for asking. So I thought, you know, better to just make it better. And then whoever's it is wouldn't be upset that I made it better. Ren says, well, now I'm, really, now I'm really curious, what did you do to make him better? She said, well, first of all, I figured out that it ain't sentient. It sort of seems like it, but it's not. It's just very sophisticated. So it's okay that I'm screwing around with it. <laughs> she looks him right in the eye. And Ren gets the immediate impression that she's gotten in trouble before for tinkering with a sentient construct. Uh oh. Ren. Keeper? Where is he? Ren honestly doesn't give a shit if, she, if he's sentient or not. He just thinks it's awesome that he's got late. He can't. He, he's fixed on the fact that it can now shoot stuff <laughs> and has lasers attached to its arms and isn't just walking around going, warning, warning, <laughs> warning, anymore. She says, well, this thing seemed very sophisticated. It can move around a lot and it's got a lot of uh, intelligence, sort of. It's sort of this arcane, strange intelligence. And I figured if I attach weapons to it, it could probably help us. Oh my god. I mean, no one Ren says, I, no one can argue I'm now that. kind of pissed. I didn't think of that myself. <laughs> She says, so I've been using these low-power wands I uh, I whipped up just for a trial. It wouldn't hurt too bad if it hit you. Not too bad. Uh, but uh, she said, so it'll take some more tinkering. And then you see her like kind of reach and like, flip some sort of switch, and then it goes, and turns off. And she then tucks it into the corner. She said, I'll get back to that. More important is this barrier. Ren says, could <laughs> so you awesome. design it? I, he said, I don't think it would be very difficult at this point. But could you design it so that it is attacking but doesn't use lethal stuff? Like, it, it'll hurt and sting if it hits you, but we could almost use it like a training dummy. She says, well, that's a darn good idea. Of course, the uh, the weapons will all be uh, interchangeable with whatever sort of a wand or arcane Im- implement you want it to use. Does it have to be arcane implements? Or could we load up projectiles in it or something? She says, those types of weapons are so crude, not worth the effort made, uh, necessary to hook up that sort of contraption. Ren's, and Ren says, true, but look at, some of the, look at some of the people on this ship. 
She says, we can make it shoot something that resembles a physical projectile, but it'll come from a magic wand. The halflings, Way more, the halflings uh, will understand better if they're having rocks thrown at them or something. She just rolls her eyes and she says, I guess... You're going to turn into a mechanical Kato for the ship? Yes. <laughs> awesome. Because Renji is getting so much rocks, shit when he does it. It's awesome. <clears throat> She'll likely make a wand that conjures rocks that it launches. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Hey, everyone gets what they so, need. So, <laughs> uh, Ren thinks that is 100% awesome. She looks completely relieved, and she is glad as she then starts drawing up plans for this uh, thing to poke through the thing. And Ren through jokes around barrier. and says, You know, for a minute there, I thought you were hiding something from us like you were doing something with a wrath or something like that. <laughs> she said, ah, That would be hilarious. <laughs> What does Ren does, does Ren see anything weird about her? She it just seems like she, she thought she, it was an awkward joke and she and didn't know funny. how to react and not okay. very funny. Good enough. Aww. Fine. It's like I thought you were a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> 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 I went to stare themselves each other down like traitor. Traitor. <laughs> traitor. So Ren starts to pick her brain about the shield. And they begin working on that. Yep. Galen. Yes. I printed out something. Can you grab it for me? Ooh. Hot. <coughs> All right. Dalman. Dalman, uh, running as fast as his winds can carry him, immediately makes a beeline for the uh, the portal. Dalman clearly moving not about the normal. Routes of the ship, but overboard, in portals, up, down, in through to the Grove of Kala, where he finds that Kala has also been recuperating uh, during this time to a, a more usual, I mean, the Grove, again, now you, trees and, and kind of like uh, verdant shrubbery, as well as many animals, kind of signify the recovery of the old druid, and Daemon goes to uh, the more secluded inner grove, where he sees Kala there. And, uh, basically, yeah, well, he says, ah, mm-hmm. oh, Derek, yeah. welcome back. Huh. You know, I don't leave, yeah. you know, I don't go too far these days, Kala. He says, tell me, what can I do for you? How goes the preparation? Damn, immediately starts pacing and it's kind of like, whatever, very expressive, he's like, Claw, it's been such a long time. Ever since we first went to Skyclave the first time, these guys, their heads melted right out of their brains. It was the most horrifying, terrifying, gruesome thing. He kind of uh, recounts again, you know, Dan sometimes gets into this mode where he's like, repeats things that everyone knows. Uh, and he talks about, uh, repeats again, just how much he's he has always wanted to, to help a wrath by reducing the amount of evil he's inflicting on these people that he's kind of mind-controlling. And he... he he gestures to the helm of Baden, which Colvin brought down, and he says, uh, one of Rath's most closest servants died with this helmet, uh, and kind of told us a, a few things before he before he died, and I, I wanted to see if we could get some insight as to what it is exactly that's going on when with, with when the mind control ritual kind of ends, and when someone dies, it's, it's just, it seems like we, we should be able to do something for this people, so that when, uh, when we, when they leave his service, they won't, they won't Die a horrible death. He Aurora says, is there, by the way. 
a noble, a noble intent. I agree. It says, I have taken the liberty of doing what I could to detect if there's any sort of similar magic on this helm as there was on the violin. Smart move. He says, I believe that there is not. It should be safe to peek into the past of this object. Dion says, Sir for he says, Kala, if you think if you think that it is safe, please, this is something that I've I've wanted to I've wanted to be able to do. He says, Yes, yes. Perhaps you should gather those that would be interested in seeing. Got one. He says, Should we learn what you seek to learn, it may be important for everybody to be present in case. Who shows up? Uh, I mean he'll send just Brent's send a little nervous there. about this because <clears throat> Like the vice president had at least one guy away. So well, I mean, on. last time we did this on the violin, he got nuked, and he's saying, "Well, I don't think anything's going to happen." But he didn't think anything was going to happen with the violin either. No, the violin was bait. Uh, so good. I mean, and not to um, cheapen the life of Kala, but it wasn't just that he got nuked. That was when guys started teleporting into our ship and sanctuary. But what happens if we now go and look at this and it somehow... Triggers an alarm that he's got? Yeah. Damn. I mean, I guess you could make that argument with anything. Like, yeah. how do we know this won't tip him off? Kala is the one, I mean... He is the one who is most committed of all of us. Regardless of how much we've done to achieving what we're out to achieve. And it's, it, it is his risk to take as it is all of ours. So, mm-hmm. Though, I don't share any relish for... Having those those sorcerers of Arath come back. I never share my relish. Mages. The benefit, Conscious. honestly, does seem worth the risk at this point, though. Damn, it we could can... give us something that isn't vital. We gotta be able to do something to this. Other than, otherwise, what happens if we kill Arath, and when that breaks, every single person <coughs> who he's touched just falls dead? So we can't have that. I can't have that, that blood on my hand or his hands. Absolutely right. Mm. And Hepto says, I agree. Okay, let's go on. <laughs> Fine. Are you trying to disagree with that? No, it just usually works out that way. <laughs> so much harder now. Eptos has changed a bit since you left. That's true. It's, uh, a lot of the changes have been. Damon has not uh, seen him much since uh, since the basically the two months were up since yeah. Damon died very shortly after that time when he became more. What are you doing? <laughs> He's eating cauliflower and me mugging the camera. <laughs> Talk about my cauliflower. It's I'm funny. Just cold anyway, now and then. <laughs> um, who was a flower? So the. So who's here? I'm here. Hugh's there. Everyone's there, right? I don't yeah. think anyone feels <coughs> not to be. Storla is there as well. Oh, Excellent. Um, and uh, as well as uh, most of the big name people, not Captain uh, or Grosh, but the. Uh, uh, not even Zahar. He's yeah, not really. he's kind of been um, he's been an interesting uh, asset to the group in that he's definitely got combat prowess, but he doesn't much care for the um, the complicated stuff. The values, really. The complicated stuff and the values for him. For him, seeing the seeing the effects of what would happen if this crown were activated for him would be uh, best story. It would be an awesome story, and so he was not. <laughs> He's not intrinsically against it or for it. He's going with you guys because he's working with you. But this, you know, this kind of scheming stuff—it's not really his uh, his cup of tea. Yeah. 
And that which you are not passionate about, you're not very good at. Yep, well, just let things slide. Hmm. And so... With a quiet hush. With a hush, everyone gathered around to see what you can see from the helm of the... And we'll go. Little Sunday, little Jake, little Diddy. She creates her own soundtracks. Yeah. Like for Aurora. My life. Is I'll have to go see Chomp. Good track. Greatest. The vision begins. It's been a long time since you've had one of these visions. It's been really a year. Yeah. Ish. Uh, in real time? No, in game time. Mm-hmm. The vision begins in a hazy realm of thick smoke and choking darkness. The sensation is suffocating and constricting despite the lack of any distinct environment around you. The distant thrum of rushing blood hums in the air, seeming to come from nowhere and everywhere all at once. Slowly, new sounds emerge. Distant, faint murmuring. And one voice in particular ringing above them with startling clarity. Arath. Stand back, fools! <clears throat> Light slowly floods your vision as you find yourself without a form of your own to cling to. Instead, you stare straight up at a dark marbled ceiling through the narrow slits of a red steel helmet. You feel the hard table beneath you, the chill of it, and, uh, and the slowly returning tingle of life in your limbs. You take a slow breath, lungs aching, throat burning. He is waking, headmaster. You are unable to turn your head to follow the voice, forced instead to stare helplessly upward into the shadows above. Orath's face suddenly leans over, observing you. He smiles coldly with a glimmer of triumph in his eyes. I told you I wouldn't let your abilities go to waste. Uh, Arath! The choked, dry voice barely barks out a whisper to which Arath sneers. Memory still intact, then. His eyes narrow and darken slightly. But tell me, Baden, does your short-sighted idealism remain as well? Any attempt to move is met with stubborn failure. Arath smirks and wags a finger in admonishment. Another ragged breath is sucked in. What have you done? Arath lets out a small tisk. Such ingratitude. And after I spent all that effort to bring you back from the dead. Well, he smiles to himself. Almost back. You've been dead for a long while. Baden's voice, your voice, regains some of its strength as you feel uh, the anger surge within him. You've wasted your time. I won't help you. Oh, but you will, Baden, one way or another. You are brought to a sitting position by a small gesture from a wrath, and a bolt of terror causes an involuntary shudder crawling down your spine. There on the opposite side of the room sits the great dark throne hewn from the stone of the void, carving into the weave like a great arcane claw. The power rolling off of it is enough to turn your stomach and cause your blood to run cold. He has it. Somehow he has gotten a hold of the Amaskarkana. Arath notices the widening eyes of Baden and chuckles. There is nothing to be afraid of, my friend. Your Amaskari ancestors were quite adept at their art. It's almost a shame they lost so much to their misguided desires. As he speaks, Arath moves to the throne and sits upon it as naturally and easily as if it were made for him alone. Soft, smooth grooves in the armlets allow his fingers to splay 
and dip into small arcane pools of energy, flowing up his veins with an eerie purple hue. Several dozen of Mascari men and women pour in from all corners of the room, their faces blank and passive. Come here. The command is simple and profound. It seeps deeply through your bones and into the marrow. It crackles like lightning in your mind, singing in your blood. It sweeps your legs over the table, moving your limbs like an obedient puppet. All the while, empty eyes watch with nary so much as a stray twitch. You stand before the throne, body frozen, mind screaming and railing against what you have become. The line between Baden's mind and your own is becoming increasingly blurred. His pain is your own. His suffering is yours. His helplessness and despair rise up in you as if they were your own feelings. He wishes to die, and now, so do you. But death is clearly not what Arath has in mind. The dreaded promise in his gaze all but guarantees that. Neil, his voice resonates through the entire room as if a god has spoken. Wordlessly, every Amaskari thumps to their knees in unison, including you. Arcane power is beginning to leech out of every mind in the room, drawn towards the throne as you knew it would be. Arat's fingers shudder slightly, his face falling into a pained expression before regaining his composure. You should have trusted me, Baden. I never wanted this. His voice fades as though he had never spoken the words aloud. The crown can only have one master. His long-fingered hand stretches towards you, and you can feel the tendrils of energy seeping into your mind. But you will not be wasted. You expect pain, but there is only a vaguely pleasant numbness. It folds over your mind with soft waves, washing away something that may have once been fear. Doubt becomes foreign and strange. Pride and willfulness fade like a walking dream. Your name withers on your tongue with a soft, strangled cry, replaced with another name. Master. You look up at Arath, as if newly aware of this undeniable presence. There, was, there is no past. You make no notice of the several Amaskari who have dropped dead at the foot of the throne, nor do you acknowledge the trickle of blood run, running from your nostril, feeding the tang of iron on your lips. You lower your head in deep bow, and whatever will you still cling to evaporates as the brow of the helmet makes contact with the cold marble floor. The next voice you hear is your own, though it resonates darkly and sounds oddly foreign. I am yours to command, master. With a cold rush, you are pulled with violent force backwards out of the vision, coming into your own body with a violent, gasping breath. Strangely, Baden's memories linger, his desperation resonating in the thunder of your own heartbeat. Hmm. <coughs> and as you've seen before, Kalop collapses to the ground at the conclusion of this. Still breathing and awake, but... The amount of energy it uh, requires from it is immense as he uh, sits there trying to catch his breath as, he is, as if he's been kicked in the gut. The omen says that was the second hardest vision I've ever seen. Completely somber. At the, uh, the suffering that Baden went through, he says, seems like it all goes back to that throne. Cursed artifact. What are the Amaskari doing making something mm-hmm. like that? Says, uh... Storla, Storla having uh, been very well researched in the Mascari and their uh, artifacts and such, said, Well, there was a time when all they desired was power. It wasn't a literal question. 
she clearly she was about to go into a history lesson and she yeah. just kind of shuts her mouth as she realizes it's not what Aurora wanted. Aurora's like every like m- movement is uh, tinged with uh, kind of a barely restrained anger. Uh, it's it's kind of it kind of goes back to that whole you know taking uh, taking advantage of people or or hurting uh, helpless people. It makes her very angry, and this makes her extremely angry. Uh, because now she understands what happened to Baden. Whereas before it was kind of just kind of a vague, like, oh. Damon says, says, well, you guys never described to me that, you know, that like, the huge populations of the Deep of Mascar were, were, were missing when you went down there. Does this mean that, like, all of his servants are people brought back from the dead? Uh, Deep Mascar? People missing from Deep Mascar? Yeah, there wasn't any people in, There wasn't any people missing from Deep Mascar. Right. right. There were no people missing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, oh. he's not getting people from there. <coughs> High Mascar was, was drained, but, I mean, I mean, it seemed, it, it seemed like there, he had more, even more resources than that. I don't know. He says, Baden was brought back from the dead. Was are all are all his followers people that used to be dead? And are all have, have we? Are they just reanimated? Are all they are they all Amaskari? Hepto says, those we have fought, his servants that we have fought, were certainly not dead. We're certainly not undead. Aurora looks at Stoila because Stoila was there. Yeah. Kind of. Now Stoila, you, now, uh, you <laughs> see, is is uh, um is like uh, um. Writing furiously on her on her little pad of parchment as she is uh, writing a whole bunch of arcane runes and uh, seems like gibberish, but uh, Ren can see that she is writing down uh, sort of a pseudo language that uh, that he understands. She is writing down arcane shorthand the the magic the the signature and such of the magic that uh, that you had both experienced in this. Uh, in this vision, and Ren can tell that what she's trying to do is trying to copy down as much as she can uh, figure out and remember about this magic that uh, that caused this uh, mm. this complete and utter domination of <clears throat> your as... mind. As you were you were there, you were in first person being dominated by him, and as such, it was a great insight into the kind of magic. And she's writing as fast as she can to try to jot down everything mm. about it. As she continues to jot down, Damon kind of gives another little shudder and says, Do you know what it reminds me of? He says, The moment before that octopus ate my brain. Oh. I said, There was a moment of hesitation and I lost all function, all will. There was like a, a moment of pause where he might have put me in that state and kept me as one of his thralls. Instead, he opted for a snack. But <laughs> he says, uh, "He said what what Baden felt in that moment was almost the exact same thing. It was this mind magic? I I don't know. I don't know what what kind of powers that those 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 illithids have, but it seemed to me like some 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 effect of that nature. No one should." suffer through something like that. But it says, have we encountered, uh, have all of his thralls been in Mascari? Vast no, majority, but not all. Most. But not all. We've seen some non-mask in Mascari. You know for a fact that he's, uh, that, um, he's been drawing, he's built a branch of the academy in, uh, in Olgarth. Yeah. Uh, and you have not been everywhere in the world, 
certainly be in other places as well. Oh no, I, yeah. I just mean the people we have killed is people who have teleported in. You get a lot from oh, mostly in Mascari. That's probably where he started, you know. So yeah, you have more time to fill that. We well, remember that uh, it accelerated the people that were disappearing. At first, it was uh, people being invited to uh, to this prestigious academy, and then it was people um, applying and trying to get there, and then it started turning into disappearance, uh, disappearances here and there, and then it became mass disappearances until, you know, half the population was gone. Was gone before the city the fell into ruin, and then the, the top half of Skyclave <coughs> uh, disappeared into thin air. Taking Ren. the Empress with it. Yeah. Ren is only half paying attention to what you guys are saying and kind of discussing. He kind of looked over and saw the the runes that that Stoyla was writing and kind of thought that was interesting, but his mind is totally fixed on the vision that he had and looking at a wrath and seeing the power of the throne and he is fixed on the throne and fixed on the idea of well, if we could just knock a wrath out of the way, I could sit on the throne and take out a wrath. Aurora senses ambition. Think about think about what we could do if if one of us were able to sit. What if I were able to sit on it? Or just kind of looks at Ren. Is he saying it all out? No. no. He's just thinking it to himself. But he's kind of off. I mean, he's kind of paying attention, but you can tell he's kind of off in his own. He's kind of, you know, just staring he's at the wall. He's he's daydreaming to you guys. Better keep dreaming. Uh-huh. He hasn't... He hasn't voiced that plan. To <coughs> totally. No, but Ur, Ur probably senses something. I expect maybe not a clear expression of exactly what he wants to do, but even just sensing like a tiny bit of not fear or disgust, but excitement, ambition, ambition. It, it's a little bit. Uh, it's, it sets off a little bit of a okay sensors and. Uh, damn it. Takes a step towards Stoyla. She so preoccupied. He says, <laughs> "He says there's only so much time left." He says, "If you need a, a guinea pig to figure this out, I'm volunteering." Damon, no. Uh, I mean, go ahead. Uh, to Stoyla? Yeah. <laughs> she says, "In time, right now, I'm just trying to to record what I felt." He says, "She says we could work off of this to figure out perhaps some sort of solution or improvement to the issue, but it will take some time." He's been fairly quiet up until this point, and he just says, if for some reason uh, that were to happen to me, and you're left with the option of leaving me like that or killing me, please just kill me. Because that that was terrible. Damn, I says, agree. Damn, he's like, starts muttering, I know you'll catch another elephant. Bring him here. Just make him tell us. <laughs> Break him. <laughs> Break an elephant? I think they just make squirrely yeah. noises. I mean, he's some revenge. Hathos uh, just <laughs> speaks up, kind of uh, taking the <coughs> leader position uh, once again as he just steps up and he says, I believe the path is clear. All right. Which is? He says, we must spend the remaining time preparing for the confrontation that is to come. What's uh, what's next? The, the training of the army. He says, we have a lot of different folks that are going to come fight with us. Well, dun, dun, dun. I love the ship. I kind of want it all the, the time. You yeah. can have it. 
We're gonna make an even better one. If we get a better one, yeah, I'm going. To, I want to put strings on the corners so Eric can hang it in his room. I will. Thank you, man. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will use my knot tying for good. Hell yeah. Not evil. Not evil. Uh, I hope not. he's able to hang it like at sort of a jaunty angle. Like it's yeah. going like in a um, bank. Or yeah. Something. Like, <laughs> this is when this is when Cass couldn't do anything. We're just being like. This is Cass pretending that he knows what he's doing. I need to pee. This is so you're like the guy who does war reenactments, only they're fictional war reenactments. Oh, God, it. it's a huge <laughs> one again. You guys are fighting wrath with two surges between four of you. Or five of you, I guess. Um. Alright, all of your surges are on the line. I'm gonna. Let's roll some ones. <laughs> this is pass fail. It's an all or nothing. I guess if it's a whole break, then we'll do a whole break. Just get me all the uh, minis. Get me something that. Oh um, uh, yeah, here. Yeah. So by the way, when I lost, I am ready. Give me a fireball. Yep. By and the way, when I lost me. my train of thinking, when Jim sent me another give me, note. Hang on. Give me a fireball. No, don't do give it. me a brain. Yeah. We have a brain. We have a ground. There are three main goals ahead of you. That you've figured out to uh, that, that will help you on your way. You've gathered an army, and as more and more time is passing, it is uh, seeming more and more likely that you are going to need that army for the confrontation ahead. Clearly, whatever is going on behind that shield, uh, bad. he's preparing. He's uh, not taking any chances because already a month out. He's putting. He's already put up a block so that no one can see what's going on in there. Uh, it would seem likely that uh, that he's preparing to make sure that this is successful. As you do know, everything, everything is resting on this planar alignment. This is what this is what the uh, wrath has been waiting for. It's, it's what uh, he sacrificed his friends for. It's what he has sacrificed his friends for. It's what he stole the uh, weird doll, the throne of Amanon for. Yeah. Everything. Remember the throne of Amanon, while being the most immediate threat was just a means to this day to activate the crown of Amanon, which is his one true desire. We did not have any clue what we were getting. So you know that his passion <coughs> is, is endless. Yeah. On this path, you have research into I get it. the solution uh, for the mind control. Okay. Brain. Getting to the end will save. Many lives. Yeah. Uh, it'll save many lives of the people that uh, that have been enslaved by Iraq. These uh, these helpless citizens. Yeah. The mechanical effects of which are uh, are nebulous. In fact, uh, it's it's almost nothing. It's it's the fact that you will get to. Um, I mean, it's our, our characters' characters. I state. Yeah, you will stick. You you will be you'll be able to um, help free them. As opposed to potentially killing all of them. Yeah. Hmm. Down this path. Sorry, sorry. After after effects too. You have gaining power. You have uh, spending some time uh, uh, furthering your own power, really preparing yourselves for the coming confrontation. That is to say, um, you know, pre- preparing special magics or uh, or uh, gathering uh, equipment to craft magic items, or going and seeking out. Um, some small uh, artifact that you could find. Any, anything. The sky's the limit as far as imagination goes. But the point is, getting to the end of that path means you all get a magic item. Or mechanical <coughs> benefit of magic <coughs> item skin, however you want it to be. But mechanically, 
magical item. That's five magical items. Level 24, 23, 22, 21, 21. Or lower. Um, and down here in the middle, you have training your armies. Uh, you have armies from every corner of Faerun. Some of the key people that you have gathered are uh, your crew, of course. Captain Kaz Dunlin, Grosh, Heptos, Ashir and Latano, the uh, the Genasi twins, Kala, Stoila, Coilbone, uh, Zahar, yeah, King Clethen uh, Blue Mantle, who by this time has uh, has I believe we mentioned last week that he has <coughs> communicated to you that he believes that he will be able to send uh, some of Olgarth's assistance yes. in the coming battle. Yes. Uh, Keeper, uh, not Colbin. Not Colbin. Um, uh, RA4, the, the assistant robot, which uh, uh, Storla is tinkering away on. She's certain she's going to get it up to uh, to be battle-ready by uh, by the, the time of the confrontation. you got Commander Hesuth, the leader of the Cormirian uh, Battalion. you got Left Death, your uh, halfling crewmaster. Who is Coilbone? Storla Coilbone. Coilbone. Oh. That's her last name. Crucio, the acting <laughs> king of Haya Mascar. Lenari Kragana, the leader of the Gypsy Raiders, along with her... Um, uh, along with a battalion of not battalion, but a you got the five companies, right? Ragtag gr- crew. You got the five companies. You have uh, Lydius Vetri, the exiled Blackened Swords um, leader, who uh, has has uh, um, found you when you were in uh, when they were in High Amaskar recruiting uh, recruiting some people. He has pledged his allegiance to helping you fight and to try to uh, rectify to try to pay you know reparations for what he's done. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and many more that uh, people. Nobody from Hamlet, though. I think we agreed on that. What'd you say? No one from Hamlet. I think we agreed on that. No one from Hamlet. Too small, <laughs> little town. They got their own. They, you went there. They got null raiding parties going on. Uh, their guards. It's just occupied. You know, small town, small problems. Rise and purse snatchers. Did we yeah. say the five companies or no? Yeah. And the five companies. Yeah, yeah. The five. Uh, well. The four companies. You're the fifth. Yeah. But the the we're, four. We're other, they got us. The four other companies and their airships as well. Hell yeah, that's bitching. Uh, even uh, Penthir, the Shatterkai speaker and city defense general, along with uh, a whole group of individual Shatterkai coming for individual glory, not organized like an army, but uh, more like kind of a, a gorilla. tour. Yeah, they're just you know they're there for the for the glory and the sightseeing, uh, and, and many more. So this track represents all of those people, these key people that you have met over the last uh, years. In the coming confrontation, their lives will be at risk. This is uh, no doubt going to be a challenging time for everybody. And when it comes time to roll saving throws to determine if certain people die or not, this will be the bonus to the roll, after a minus 10 penalty. So, no points on this. That saving throw is an automatic failure. We're taking turns rolling, so I'm going to put that on the board. Everyone's taking a turn rolling those dice. So, Sweet. steps down this Did track, steps down this track rec- uh, uh, represent training the key people and training your armies such that they are more likely to come out of this confrontation alive. So we got to do some of that. Or How else? many rounds do we have? <coughs> they don't uh, all die necessarily, but basically 
uh, those key people will be able to lend assistance in key moments at the risk of their own life. Ah. That is how it is. Yeah. When they are needed, they will step forward and, uh, and, and do what they can in battle to, uh, to invariably aid you. And whether or not that means peril. that uh, at their own peril will result in a die roll, basically a um, just a d20. You could call it basically a d20, hey. and if you get 21 or higher, it's successful. How many of these is the bonus? Third edition isn't good, dead forever. <laughs> Death saving throws. There's, always, there's a place for everything. All right. Well, how long do we have? Yeah, that's a... Oh, so, three oh. rounds. <laughs> three rounds. Uh, so we can do two. <coughs> What's the difficulty? For sure. Uh, standard difficulty. Probably. Actually, it's level uh, 20 um, difficulty classes. So you're talking 18, 25, 34. Uh, Ren is 100% wanting to go with magic items. Then the training of the armies, <coughs> and right now he could care less about saving people. Are you sure he could care less? You mean he couldn't care less? Uh, no, he could care less. But he's, he's, I'm he's just making sure, as long as you're on the same. About nothing! <laughs> Yutch. <laughs> Alright. dare correct me. <laughs> so, uh, there you have it. Round one! This is brutal, guys. Like so as mom. usual, this uh, this whole thing over three rounds represents a month. Go crazy with your storytelling. This is open ended as far as what you do, but be sure to bounce things off of me. If you're peeking into the uh, the thing, you want to get more information, uh, especially down this middle track. But uh, let's see, you know, I guess want to take a minute to talk about tactics. How open, much we have to handle here? here. Sure. How, how sure. long? So how long these? this is oh, the wait, end, right? I here. Forgot to do. That's the end. Greg's like, oh wait, I forgot to add another strip to one of those. Yeah, I forgot my um, my blocks, my ability type blocks. I like those. Those were fun. Uh, like so, real quick though. Screw it. It'll take too much time. We have to get here. The little Uh, purple. This one is a little unusual. You actually only have to get to here. Okay. Like, I I don't have a thing that is fifteen long, but this must be fifteen. Okay. Fifteen each. (laughs) So fifteen. So that means five perfects. To get to any one, and we five have total perfect. yeah five threes. Yeah. On the other hand, too, Woo. we should be careful with this one when we're blowing our dailies and stuff. Agreed. I don't want to blow dailies if I can help it. Damon has one daily that he will for sure blow. So there is a mechanical benefit of getting to the end of here. Something that will assist you in battle. Oh, okay. Not telling you what it is. Okay. Hmm. So there will be a mechanic. I want the mystery box. Ren still doesn't give a shit. Mystery box. <laughs> Dude, I think oh. that mystery box is. Uh... Damon Unless is the mystery box Damon's is going to the mystery box because you this drop is a nuclear about bomb since we first killed those guys in Skyclave yeah. at Baden's place. Like he's been wanting, he's been after this. As Aurora like has a personal... personally buried yeah. so many Imaskari. They didn't ask for this. She she has to uh, she has to follow mm. Damon there. I mean, normally she may be more interested in living people who are going to help her. But in this particular case, slavery, entrapment—they're the worst of the worst. It's tough. They're like those are worse than murder. Bayton Better is, to die, like you said, than to be enslaved, entrapped, imprisoned. Like that's the worst of the ailment. And this kind of mind control is kind of like is represents like the ultimate evil in a, in a sense of the ailment. He's got to strike at it. Now the um, advantage of the middle path here is that 
it's not an all-or-nothing thing. We can make a little bit of progress here. Mm-hmm. And Unfortunately, it sounds Ren like that makes, might be making it a lower priority. Ren makes the argument that uh, if we were to go down that path, that's fine and dandy. However, he I mean, he's not opposed to helping people. However, if we don't buff ourselves up, nobody's going to be able to stand up to a wrath and a shitload more people are going to end up getting mind-controlled and killed in the long term. Agreed. I like this one a lot. Damon thinks... <coughs> yeah. And this is, these are actually 15? Ren definitely wins uh, some some uh, understanding and uh, some support for his his preferences, though Damon will be uncompromising as to the importance of this opportunity. He does realize that... Uh, that you know, it is important for them to be to be successful. I mean, that we didn't come to fail, and he will definitely choose to value success over the lives of the people that are close to them. Daemon's not going to change his mind, but we should do really good in this challenge because. <laughs> well, I mean, it's like uh, thanks, Daemon. That does no, nothing. No, no, no. He said he was going to go one, two, three. Now he's going to go one, two, three. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, you've 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 affected well, so a change, I, I but you're not going to change important. his number one. Just like when we went after. Uh, Captain Ramis, because it was like I mean these these guys are bystanders. Um, I think this is this is great uh, for for us being better equipped. <clears throat> equipped uh, is we is need good. we need to help these guys, but it's like I feel like They're I here feel for like us. we're going you know yeah. one or two, and that's always three. And the thing is, it is yeah those are the guys that are volunteered. Yeah, I just feel like. If we don't do it, we gotta get at least one of these guys. They yeah. need a one in twenty chance of making it. Yeah, that's can, can we afford our, our allies that? We like, better be able to. But if it, if it comes down to it, if we're like <coughs> three squares away from getting the ground brain, are we? We're we're letting these guys. Uh, well, let, let, let's see. Okay, let's see. Where, if you get to the ground brain, the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So basically, you can get eight guys for the amount of effort that would yeah. Which would basically save all. We'd probably save. All, if not most, of our. Yeah, I'm sure we will get some of these. Oh guys. no, 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 that would give them a chance because they're a minus. It's 10. a saving throw. No, they're a minus the ten. Mystery right. box. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So no, they, I think these these are very important. But um, so you know, if we do a perfect best, game with no dailies and no action points, it's like we get that, that, and that. We're not going to do that well, so we're going to save some of these guys. I just. Uh, I mean, it sounds like that's... Is it possible to get both and then a little bit of the third? Or is that impossible? Look, let me, let me reiterate. Oh, yeah, no, let me we, reiterate yeah, the mindset Three rounds, if we did... No, everyone if, did perfect, If we do a perfect game, then we get... This 15, is 15, 45? This is 15. This is one day. One day, one day. If we do the perfect game with no action points and no dailies. I mean, I mean, well, dailies will help, okay. but no action points. All right. <coughs> let me just reiterate one final time. You know, I said about Damon's principles and, like, greatest evil... This is just as much about a wrath as anyone else, though. Like, Damon kind of feels the burden of the evil that a wrath is committing, and a wrath is way closer to him still than any of these guys here. Like, he's got his first tier group, which you guys are all a member of, and a wrath. And he feels he's in this to, to bring him back and to help kind of reduce, re- kind of undo what has come about in still a very confusing way to him. So, I mean, if he was able to kind of somehow reclaim his buddy who has had who's ended up slaughtering whatever millions instead of hundreds or thousands I mean that makes a difference to him Ren is out for blood 
And having bigger, badder magical items <coughs> to assist the party with that is what he wants to do. Because he was cool with the wrath, uh, but he didn't know him that well. He hung out with him a couple times, hung out in his shop, they chatted business. Uh, and they were cool with each other. And then he tried to nuke Ren. Well, he did do that. And Actually, he tried to bury you in a uh, cavern forever. Yeah. Hidden cavern. Uh, doesn't fly over, or doesn't go over well. <laughs> My only question before we get started, because it sounds like people know what they want to do. Does anyone not have this track rated as third in their priority? It certainly is. Might be I mean, second. That track is rated second. There are only three, though. So, okay. but I know I'm, I'm wondering... So you're saying this is second for you? Maybe, it's second for second me, for but you. if nobody else is going second on that one, I can be easily okay. swayed. And that's, that's, is this third for you? Okay. Cool. Cool. Oh, All right. those poor people. <coughs> Brandis. They're guaranteed. <laughs> Suddenly, in a start, remember something, and you see him scrawling on pieces of parchment and everything, uh, a scene of uh, some sort of castle, but it's all faded and uh, and just small details. He, he's getting lots of little details, but not actually the big picture. And he <clears throat> is talking to Stoyla in the uh, the engine room. He remembers um, an item that he had wielded, uh, a weapon that he wielded um, long ago, Ooh. and remembers where, kind of, but without... <laughs> A perfect memory of it, without exactly even just how to get there. The only way to be there would be to teleport there with the ship's power. Um, but since he doesn't have a perfect memory of it, um, <gasps> oh. <laughs> he wants to try to teleport there, but is worried. <laughs> with his imperfect drawing. His imperfect drawing, his perfect memory. <clears throat> um, <clears throat> oh my gosh. He might end up in another time. He's going to concentrate on up this thing. memory of his to get to this place, but... He knows that he cannot do it alone. The the ship's power source will probably not It'll probably fry his brain if you don't well protect with, him. Might fry him. It might not have enough power to basically teleport us to a shard of a memory kind of thing. When he tries and looks forward Maybe to Maybe Soyla can boost it. There's a history check, so I get to roll twice. Do it. Good thing, because that was a four. <laughs> Hit it. Twenty-seven. <laughs> Twenty-seven total. Yeah. Get your Alright, gets the medium DC. It's a good start. So the hard DC gets you only two. The getting yeah. ten over the hard DC gets you three. Is two. Forty-three is three. Thirty-four. Oh, God. Yeah. Forty-three, I think. Ten over thirty-three. Hard is thirty-three or thirty-four. It's Twenty-five, 34. thirty-four, forty-four. Is it thirty-four? Oh, we got up a level. Yep. This okay. is super difficult. Gotcha. Yes. That's what I'm, yeah. I'm gonna shoot for 44. Somehow. Okay. Alright, so one success down the game power tree. Okay. Who's next? It is only. There's only half a day before Storla already has a list of things a laundry list, a grocery list, uh, whatever. Three pages long of things that she needs to kind of begin to conduct this experiment. And Damon who so valiantly, you know, volunteered to sacrifice his own physical health, endure the pain of a guinea pig, is finding out that that role will be most served as an errand boy. Mm. That is not a problem. 
or he relishes the opportunity to uh, travel about the land on Kalar and uh, and whatever and, and get whatever she needs to try to kind of continue her research. And Daniel goes about his duty with a, a a determination and a passion that really doesn't seem doesn't seem to make sense for this task. But he's truly committed. Alright, so this is gonna be athletics action. That's going to be a 36 athletics go out and about and around. You only get one use of each skill, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. So that's two. Nice. Go for it. Whoever. And so what was he doing? He was, hey, stole his grocery list. Oh, yes. Yeah. <coughs> I'll go. Um, Aurora. Aurora, uh, continuing in her interest uh, to get these people the best possible chance to survive a wrath, uh, has to do something that she finds kind of unfortunate and distasteful, as uh, she has to dig up the corpses of the people that she's buried so that Stoyla might uh, perform an autopsy on the uh, brains of these individuals so that she may uh, make the best possible arcane study of his uh, power. So she spends eh, probably about two days, three days worth of just digging up corpses (coughs) and making the best attempt she can at keeping them from being disturbed. Uh, it takes a bit of effort. Uh, there's a certain skill to grave. Like, un- ungraving someone. Exhuming. <laughs> yes, exhuming, thank you. It's an art. Uh, most of it just comes from just keeping your heart from breaking every time you just pull up another That's body. That's an eyeball. Oh, so... See the dungeoneering check to exhume the bodies of the uh, victims and give them to Stoyleff to do whatever it is that Stoyleff is going to do. Ah, that was a six. Uh, That is a thirty-four. Yes. Nice. Take two. Oh, thirty-five. I always thought it was thirty-five. You needed so. Yes, that is two. Do do do. Hard to get those. Alright. Had I gotten a 10, I would have gotten one. Who's next? Keep in mind you can use dailies and action points. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ren. Or you could use none then. Mm-hmm. Save it for the upcoming battle. Ren. As he's thinking about what to do here and thinking about uh, doing research on various magical items that are available around that they could go look for, remembers his time the year that he spent in the Citadel up in the mountains and pouring over the Compact Infernal and remembers reading as much as he doesn't really like to go over this stuff in his mind because it was a bad part of his life but he remembers reading about a very powerful artifact that uh, could prove to be useful he remembers reading about where it was and who guarded it and stuff like that and at the time he was just a small gnome. He felt pretty powerful, but there was no way he could go take out all those guys that were guarding it. But now, he feels a little bit cockier. So, he uh, 
during one of their jaunts, and he's playing around with the uh, the teleporter. Teleports over to an area that was fairly close to it, jumps on Tenebrae and heads over. And he's as he's floating up in the air, uh, he sees uh, kind of a, uh, an encampment, and upon closer inspection, it's an encampment of demons that are kind of worshipping a uh, what appears to be a, an idol that's kind of in there. It, it, it's There's a cave there, and they're kind of outside, and they're worshipping this thing. And Ren just automatically has this oh, irritation and disdain for the demons. And beasts. He just, he can't explain it, but he just, he hates them. He hates <coughs> all they are. He cannot stand them. And he finds himself... Uh, thinking back to his time when he uh, flew and jumped off cliffs and stuff with Daemon as he uh, leaps off Tenebrae and bolts to the ground uh, igniting his cape and just what appears to be a massive fireball falling towards the ground. The demons look up and are curious what this fireball, this meteor almost looking falling to the earth is. And as he lands, just a massive boom echoes out from around him. And uh, just heat and energy radiate away uh, in, a, in a ripple that knocks all of the demons back uh, as Ren just stands there and flexes. And even though some of these demons are bigger than he is, they recognize that this guy could nuke the crap out of them if he wanted to. How they knew about... Our, they're confused as to how he knew about this since... They didn't think anybody knew about this place. But Ren uh, looks at them and says, Are any of you are any of you uh, brave enough to try to stop me? And they all just kind of step back and don't do anything as Ren approaches the cave to try to get the artifact. This is going to be an intimidate check. Nice. Demons. Demons. 46! Yes! Woo! 46, that's a lot. Did you blow something on that? Or? Nope. That's what I get with a 32 Intimidate. (coughs) So, Ren... 32 Intimidate? My Intimidate's 32, and I rolled a 14. Wow. I thought it was 30. That was 30 at level 20. (laughs) Uh Get with the times, man. Uh, So, Ren walks in, gets it, and... Cowed. Well, you don't necessarily get it unless you get to the end of the track. So. Well, no, but it's... Okay, Maybe so. it's one item. <coughs> well, it's hey, one it. item he gets. One right. item he gets. Well, whether, yeah. not, whether or not he's going to use it. I mean, well, yeah, whether or not it works. Or he might right. find out that this item's way too pansy for him now. So, he may use this item to get the real item. That's true. That's right. right. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a map. <laughs> yeah. It's a staff. It's a key. To a thing. So, um, let's see then. At that... No, we're going to be good right there. Cool. cool. Ren goes and gets it, and the demons just kind of gawk at him in, like, sheer disbelief that this guy just came in and totally took their stuff, took their stuff and, they're, and they're helpless to try. I mean, they could try to stop him, but they know better. And he summons Tenebrae, hops on, takes off. Again, they go, <gasps> Yeah. Oh! No, it never gets here. Amazing. He was getting ready. Swarm up the dice. Yes, sorry. Sometimes you just have to swarm up the dice. All the dice. 
Um, so as Brandis is guiding the airship to various... an attempt to hunt down where this place is, he's given a fairly rough description of some some strange, like, mountain that it looked like. At the time, he thought it sort of looked like an eagle head at a weird angle if you're in the right spot. And there was this one, like, Perhaps really... Old tree that looked like it had... Uh, was that where when it turns to stone? Petrified. Petrified. Well, he says, it looked like an old weird tree that looked like it had turned to stone. Exactly. Why would Brandon petrified? And other such very specific landmarks. And so as they're going around, Hugh is doing his best uh, to keep his eye out for them, uh, to, to attempt to locate this magical weapon that he wielded in a past life. That's 15, that'll work. Um, that's a 30. 40, even. 40, even. It's a shame. Can you well, add? actually, do we get to use heroic effort, that kind of stuff, for these or no? Well, what? yeah, if it applies to a skill check, it's an encounter power. I think it does. I think we've looked at that every single skill challenge, and it has always been no. No, but I do have an, a daily item that does that. And you can, of course, use those. Lucky charm. Lucky charm. I wholeheartedly encourage you and use rituals and all sorts of things. You guys have not really looked at the rituals list because there are many ways have, to help I don't these. know where the rituals list is. I have a rituals it list. It disappeared. I can print out another copy. Um, he's going to try and get lucky. <laughs> Did you already do that? <laughs> that uh, was earlier. It's less lucky when you pay for it. Uh... Cool. You rolled a six. That does it. So, describe that. Um, Lucky guess. So, uh, Hugh was looking and he... uh, Stern fella. He's not having much luck originally at first. That was kind of a bad way of wording that. Um, He struck out. No matter how they go, uh, it just doesn't... The locations aren't matching up with the landmarks that he has indicated until uh, one morning um, as he is up in the crow's nest he actually slips and he bangs his head and lands sideways and upon doing so he's able to recognize like that actually looks like a falcon from this angle (laughs) and he realizes that Brandis' memories were so old that the mountains had actually shifted considerably in the meantime amazing Oh, I thought maybe Brandis had fallen over. And there was a stroke of luck uh, that uh, he was able to locate the right spot. <coughs> All right, put him on the board. Yay! Yeah, where uh, is he? He's over there for some reason. Eric just didn't care to actually put him out. Oh, uh, uh, they're all over here for people to put over cool. at the ones that he was cared 46. about. That was forty-six. So three. Yes. Nice. Um. All right. <coughs> Round one. Everyone can go again. You're about halfway down, about halfway down, the um, track. The track to gaining power, and somewhat down, maybe a quarter of the way down towards breaking or discovering uh, how to deal with the mind control with no effort towards uh, saving your good friends. That's true. Jeez, don't don't like guilt trip. <laughs> You're such a dick when you do that. <laughs> <coughs> Alright, um, just, there's some rituals that allow people to make arcana checks and, and such, arcana nature or religion in place of perception, so people who are looking for, like, another good skill to use, there's a ritual that would allow you to use 
one of your better skills in place of one of your worst skills as we run out of checks to make. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because you can only use one skill once. Right. Yeah, so that could be valuable. Do we have anything to use bonuses, or is that just kind of cheap? I mean, there, no, there are things that are bonuses. They cost, they cost surges. surges. Um, How, mechanically, is this considered an encounter? Are healing surges on the line, or for, and for purposes of this'll milestones? This will count as an ca- encounter. For the, basically, if resources are at risk... Yeah. Wait, because your dailies and action points and stuff yeah. are. Okay. So I'm, I count this up. I was just count. curious because there weren't surges on the line listed, and that's what you had said. Uh, yeah, before. typically that's always... what I did, but yeah. in this case, yes, it counts as an encounter. Okay. Um, so it may be worth it then to blow dailies. The combat's going to be so fierce this today. We're going to need them all. Nice. Um, yeah, there's something that we can get a bonus in nature check while traveling. Determine the <coughs> What's that one that, um, that in... Well, someone, uh, someone go next. Someone go next, yeah. Well, I did give you guys the stuff in between sessions so that you can research it. Follow <laughs> me. Um, don't forget action points. Yes, I mean, I'm gonna take my point for my third, uh, my third thing yeah, just to see to cover the to cover the slack. Brandis. You can only use one per encounter. What, you what? might as well use hmm? on the last one. Wait till you yeah. see. Or are you talking to him? Yeah. And what do you get as a bonus? Okay. Oh, you just get to go again. I want to borrow any. Yeah. Oh. So if you're going to get four, right. you might as well yeah. get this. Yeah, when you're done. Yeah, Brandis yeah. Uh, is holding onto the machine, teleporting us to uh, these these different locales. The ship is kind of phasing, jumping <clears> across <throat> between different areas. And Brandis is at the helm at the at the controls for this for so long. An un- unwise amount of time that uh, he has to concentrate harder and harder and pour more of his life force into it using endurance. Um, I will use a daily on this. I'll use hobbling cut. Never yeah. used it in combat. <laughs> and the trend continues. <laughs> it's level nine. I will never weaken an enemy. Um, <laughs> and so this brings it to a roll of thirty. <coughs> So, yeah. I missed the button. Ah! More sheets. You get it? Well, not the huge one, but um. No wait. Oh wait. This is this plus nine, so this is forty-five. Ah! I roll. Bring it back. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. It's thirty-six total. Plus nine is forty-five. Boom. Brandis's superhuman endurance combined with his knowledge of <coughs> you get attacking copy? enemies. She got a copy. Yeah, yeah. Let's him hold on for just a little bit longer, getting us a step closer to Damon. Damon's back. Has been. He is back. Damon's been tasked with a particularly difficult item to recover. For as Xurla continues along uh, with her research, she finds that there are psionic elements to the uh, the effects that are being manipulated here, and uh, and as one of the resources, as one of the kind of focuses of this uh, ritual, she needs to f- she needs someone to steal special psionic uh, sh- uh, crystals. From the uh, from the possession of only one very special race that possesses them, namely <coughs> the extremely rare shard mines, Sterla is able to find a single kind of uh, a lone kind of shard mine through various inexplicable uh, arcane techniques, 
and tasks no, Dale in dubious. with the recovery. Dale says, I don't even know what you're talking about. I'll go get it, though. And that's for goddamn <laughs> sure. That's what he does. Uh, Damon is going to spend a healing surge. Does Damon like Stoyla? Um, Damon doesn't have the same problems with Stoyla as she does with Heptos. Stoyla is much less aloof, even though she's as, as committed as, as Heptos is to things that Damon doesn't understand. So, there's not really any friction there. I think it's more Brandis and Stoyla who don't get on. She's a bitch. Yeah. Get over it, man. There you go. Like I said. Well, she so, likes you. I don't so, think she does. I don't think she does. Uh, Damon is going to spend a healing surge as he, uh, as he he spends a day uh, in in kind of extreme preparation for this uh, for this adventure, uh, this this task, for the shard mine have have the most sensitive and kind of like and I guess metaphysical ways of of detecting of detecting people. It is nearly impossible to kind of uh, to train to to come close to them without them being aware of your presence. So Damon uh, spends some of his life in stealing, instilling part of his his own essence in uh, in a totem that he is that he has designed specifically for this, such that his kind of his own uh, his own essence being split between uh, between two uh, between kind of two pieces weakens his signature and allows him to to uh, Allows him to kind of accomplish his task to, to gain proximity <coughs> needs with the Sharpmon without setting it off uh, or setting off its uh, its kind of alarms. This renders kind of a weird Damon who walks around the, the deck for like half a day, kind of like all out of it because <laughs> very weird. He has to get used to it. And he does some very strange things that day, of which you can tell him about later. Um, but as he kind of more kind of comes to himself, he you see him hop uh, on on Kalar's back and and uh, shoot uh, away from the the deck in a. A trail of brilliant, radiant light and flame, and head back to the Underdark, his worst, his least favorite place. Wearing the uh, the mask of uh, of the Cold Moon Clan. Down, 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 deeper and deeper. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait. <laughs> he finds he finds a layer of the shard mine, and attempts to uh, to bypass its its uh, its kind of its most secretive. And, and and powerful uh, alarms to steal what is <coughs> what can only be described as a glittering crystal of infinite face facets and impenetrable depth. So it's a certain sphere. Infinite faces. Makes sense. So yeah, this is a stealth check, and I get plus five because I spent that healing surge. Let's see where we go. That's a critical. Nice. So it's going to be a little fifty-five. Ho, ho. That's triple. Wait, how much is it? I mean, you rolled a twenty. I rolled a twenty, and I <laughs> and I spent I, base twenty-eight plus five, thirty-three, fifty-three. Wow. I was just curious. Yeah, it's huge. It is. It is huge. It's oh, fifty-three. Huge. Still, still, just ten hour. Yeah, yeah. So it's less than ten, nine. But um, that was good. <coughs> so, uh, Damon is able to to peacefully recover this this object. Um. He yeah he has mastered kind of this uh, this art of kind of reducing his own life signature uh, so well and so quickly that uh, uh, the shard mind literally is is in its lair kind of like going about its, its evening routine when Damon basically slinks in takes it off of its nightstand and <laughs> and, and exits without even raise, raising any suspicion <coughs> whatsoever and it's not till weeks later when he goes where did I put that damn crystal he finds evidence of Damon's passing. And all he finds is 
I took your crystal. Written on some, <laughs> somewhere in the corner of his land. <laughs> Love D. Yay. That's how he rolls. Uh, Ren, reading more of his text, he's gathered tons of them at this point. And luckily, Shop was cool enough to build him a study off of the main hall to house all of these. So as Ren was pouring over more of his books and things like that that he's gathered, I mean, he hasn't read all these. He's got tons of them at this point. He was reading over them, and he read about a a group of monks that hangs out uh, in a distant distant mountain uh, town. It's not really a town because there's not that many. Camp. Uh, And they... uh, they specialize in uh, in channeling one's inner peace to be able to focus your mind and uh, more effectively, you know, go zen. And so, uh, Ren decides it would be beneficial, since they're going up against potential mind-controlled people and things like that, to understand uh, and be able to more uh, effectively? effectively focus his own mind and, and keep his wits about him and control his own faculties. So he makes the journey to their encampment and at first they don't really give him the time of the day. They recognize him for what he is. He, they know what those bumps on his head are and uh, but he stays he sticks with it, he's persistent and he uh, pleads with them and tells them of a uh, What's going on, more or less, because, you know, right. he doesn't want to totally tip his hand or his, to, to these strangers. But uh, diplomatizes with them to try to get them to train him in the ways, just a bit, in the ways of their meditation and stuff. <coughs> so, that's going to be... Some. Where is my diplomacy? <sighs> and the hard was what was it again? 34, 30. 33, 34. 34. Or 40, 44. 44. 44. 44 is for 3. Okay, that was a 41. But I think I have a power that lets me defeat power. No, it was Go invisible. Use the invisibility. That's always a good trick. You've been doing it since you were three. No. That's it, Skip. Two. What do you want? Two is not bad. Yeah. All right. One, so that moves two. Two and successes. And we only need to get to here. Um, we just need to get to here? Yeah, it's one so, short. Oh, it's okay. 15, not so, uh, three. We'll questioning it. whether I want to action. Card. And it overflows. Oh, is this your last one? No, no, no. No, we still have another round. Stay for your next one. You can do it on the next one. We'll see. Let's see where we're at. That's true. Okay. I think we're all going to end up burning action points to save our friends. True. But whatever. Yeah. Um, what's, that, what's an action? Yeah. What is, so, what is an action? He, uh, <coughs> so, Ren talked to him. They let him in. Taught him a thing or two. He couldn't be there that long, so it's not like he became a master in uh, a day. But he got the basics. He, uh, he got the basics, and he will the practice what they learn at home. <coughs> back in the ship, and they wished him, they him good luck. They gave him a little pamphlet. Basics of Zen. And, Stop uh, talking. Yeah. Shut up. And Chill. Oh. said good luck. Be gone with you now. Had <laughs> you on the button the way out. Uh, done. Oh, dear. Hit middle. 
Hmm. Groovy. Uh, Aurora did a very good job digging up those bodies, and Stoila gleefully dissects them. Saving the finger bones for herself, of course. No doubt, but where, Choice where is she bones. going to... She can always toss the bodies oh, later. Wherever she wants, yeah. Before you get too started, I want to say this before I forgot. Okay. Don't mean to interrupt your story, but... You know, That's fine. Okay. There is a ritual here that I didn't know about where you can sacrifice unused daily powers to regain healing surges. I didn't. I don't know exactly how it works, but huh. apparently unused daily powers are also healing surges as well as skill bonuses. Which might help us if, the, if it's living longer in the battle that we need. That might help us in the future. Hmm. Not that we had any last uh, <coughs> yesterday. Yeah, we we were out of both. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm just, just I did nothing for us yesterday. Dailies, very valuable. They are valuable. And Stoila gains much insight into the nature of this magic by seeing the. Residual magical effects left on the tissue and whatever's left on the brain matter. Um, she actually has invented this. It's kind of a takeoff of um, Ren's arcane lenses that he has that tell about living things. She has one that tells about dead things, and it, it has like one, and then a second one, and a third one, and a fourth one. So about about the time she's got all the lenses out, she has like a like a foot long like lens thing that she's like basically staring at the. At the matter, and what she comes to realize is that she uh, can do a lot with a dead uh, individual, but she actually needs a sample, maybe, of a live subject who is under the effects of this particular <coughs> uh, this particular throne, and this it has to be this exact thing. So she tasks Aurora with the the desperate chance to find somewhere, someone, and get them long enough to get a live um, tissue sample from. And Aurora's immediate thought is, well, I could go to Olgarth and raid the the place there. That might not be the best idea because it could tip everyone off. But perhaps if she were to convince someone else to do it for her, Maybe they could deliver a piece of someone to her. Huh. You have to be pretty damn convincing to convince someone to bring a piece of someone else. But Aurora's <laughs> really good at being convincing, and she thinks she can do it. <laughs> She's pretty sure someone in Olgarth doesn't it, need all their pieces. Doesn't need all their pieces. And weird. if she promises to return the piece later, perhaps. She'll be able to do this, and she uh, commits a daily to it. Now, the level of the daily is what the bonus is. Yes. So that's a plus 15. That's a big commitment. Uh, it is, but I'm. That it's an automatic super hard success, I'm pretty sure. Or pretty close. So we'll, we'll give the roll a roll for diplomacy. And that's so good on the roll, but that's okay. Uh, that is a 30. <coughs> uh, 29 plus 15. 39. 44. 44. That is exactly enough. She manages to find a starry-eyed idealist who will do almost anything for a pretty... That's 44? Nice. Pretty amazing uh, 
Personality. Personality that Aurora has. And uh, she is just a sheer, so she's got a little bit of the hero swagger going on. I would imagine they put out a different sort of pamphlet ever since Clefton got into power. Yeah. One that didn't force us to walk around all huddled in embarrassing ways and kill paladins of faiths that we don't care about. Yeah, she she did have to be a little sneaky. You know, she couldn't go waltz right into Orvieltar, but she got to go to one of the nearby towns and say, Hey, you want to do something for the power of good? Bring me this guy's can. <laughs> God. That guy probably doesn't think you are who you really are. <laughs> well, he doesn't really care, because later... Hey, you got a 44. Few that day, happened. A few days later, a mysterious package shows up on Thunderstrike. I don't hope, hope that you didn't bring the guy. Stoyla package. is so happy. Awesome. 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 All right. Uh, who are we left with? Just Hubert. Me? Okay, cool. Make it a big one. <coughs> That's what she said. Yes. Yeah. Big package. Um, so, we managed to find the location of the <laughs> place where Brandis recalled this magical weapon being located. The reason why it was so difficult to find is that it is mostly subterranean. There is a large sort of lump, which is heavily under some underbrush, and after some clearing and digging... Uh, a door is able to be discerned. Um, but Ren, or actually Stoila, who is there, um, warns greatly that this particular door is heavily, heavily warded. And uh, Hugh, looking around, is able to notice that there's sort of a... about a hundred feet. The growth suddenly is, like, shorter than all the growth around it. Uh, as though it, like has been growing for less time than all of the area around it. Mm-hmm. Um, and still is able to indicate that upon the trap triggering, everything at about 100 feet is disintegrated. Oh, good thing. So, you don't want to trigger the trap. Luckily, she has a small remedy for such a thing. Um, just a guess. This doesn't indicate a healing surge is used, but because it's a, it's during a thing, one gets used anyway, or how does that work? Uh, say that again? Uh, ritual to get a skill bonus. And it says... Create key for a specific lock, plus five bonus thievery to open, even on failed, does not trigger trap, but it doesn't specify healing surge, but... Oh, it'll cost, anyway. you, it'll cost you a healing surge if it's just a straight-up bonus to a skill. Okay, that's what I figured. Um, that's what I was assuming. Surge. Plus five? Surge. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> cool. Uh, so using a little bit of Hugh's own essence, she's able to craft a... Well, actually, no, she modifies the device that Hugh had had that uh, Ren had picked up long ago, the ever... Morphing the metal object. Oh, I love that tool. Yes, uh, in order to match it so that I forgot about when the that. key is when the lock is picked, the uh, trap will not deactivate. And Hugh gives it a go. Um, so no disintegrating Hugh today. Let's hope he rolls high. That's a nine. Let me do it. At least get the thirty-four, probably. Um, so plus five is twenty-eight. Plus nine. Nine is thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. So that's oh, yeah. not hard. Nice job. Two. Two. Cool. We're one success away from gaining power. That's a healing surge. Five successes away from <clears throat> figuring out this mind control malarkey. Wait, then. do we have to just get to the square before it? Or yeah, yes. uh, yes. I keep saying 15 successes. Well, I didn't he, count he the board. keeps saying it, Lincoln. 15 successes when I'm looking at that could mean... I'm eating a cob salad. All right. It could mean next, a meat and a cob salad. Uh, next round. Everyone wants Last round? 
last round. Final round. Yeah. Okay. Last dance. That's enough. Final round. So, yeah. who's going? Lance will go. I believe I have the lowest <coughs> skills in the group. Which I think means he'll be less fine. would be wasted. Oh wait, does it overlap? It does. It does yeah. overlap. Oh, okay, then it doesn't really matter who goes for this final one. I'll go for it anyway. Um, it was your magical it. weapon. My magical. My my journey. Um, Brandis. Anyway, so the yes, the lock does get popped open. Cracks it. And an ancient smell. Ugh. That door has been opened for Gross. probably since longer. It's been closed. Uh, the ancient door. The ancient smell. Is Brandis. It's toxic. Brandis must hold his breath. <laughs> I love that. To get him here, through That's here. Poison. He remembers, now that we're here, he remembers exactly where it is, <clears throat> but knows that it cannot last long in there. Also knowing that we are in a hurry to get out this, uh, all these other things done. <clears throat> Doesn't take the time to figure out some magical means to do it. He charges in. Runs down one yeah, hallway, the underground keep that's there, the the, uh, the fortress that's been built. Where he goes down one hallway, it's crumbled and everything. He has to back, he has to backtrack, go down another one, gets lost, finds another way in. Using athletics to figure out the path. Runs, runs faster than his oxygen is used up. But it doesn't work that way. <laughs> Brandis, for Brandis, he only runs anaerobically. <laughs> what if running weren't cardio? Well, then you'd be brave. He forces his body not to use up oxygen while he's running. Your athletics check of 27. That's over the medium. That is over the medium. You've right? accomplished the goal! <laughs> Randis comes to an end of the hallway. Now I ask you, is it worth your... Actually, oh, sorry. An ancient, ancient corpse leaned, in, leaned against the wall with a massive sword clutched in his hand with the precious air the precious air that he has been holding on to Brenda says that's where you sat down and Brenda has found a plus five mordant weapon yes Bam. As Brandis grips it, he grips it tight and concentrates as the it's green, Mordant. green energy M-O-R-D-A-N-T I think. I think yeah. it's B-A-D-A-S-S. That's the technical He concentrates on it as the and the green energy emanates from it and the acid that seeps out of the the blade itself dissolves the the rust and dust that had settled on the blade. Rusty dust. Rennis, um comes back to the ship holding his trusty blade and says, This is the most powerful weapon I have ever wielded. And takes Ushahi. Hands <laughs> <laughs> it off to one, to, uh, not one of the crew members because <clears throat> it would destroy them. Um, <laughs> he, he sets it on a, uh, he sets it on a surface. Put it into uh, an anvil. He just he sets it on a. Um, Where do you live? Where do you live? Where do I leave? Leaves it on. Uh, I didn't know he was gonna leave behind Ushahi when, my, when I had my mouth full. I didn't time it well. Perhaps in the portal in your cabin. Um, no, he just sets it down to sets see it down. who will take it. On a surface. Mind, he doesn't what like. Surface? 
Put it down. He has his He's blade. Like, whatever. And he's like, I don't need two of these. And just <gasps> the it Pick it up. Oh my god. And uh, he I can't. Think he it. gets zapped. No, maybe not. Zahar is watching. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Me thinks Hugh should take it. Uh, you, you have the awesome Hugh actually has the lowest a... weapon out of all of us. No, I've got a plus four. He yeah. does oh, not you do? have the lowest weapon. Yeah. Oh, you just got that one. Yeah, I forgot about that. I thought it, you yeah. saw the plus three. No, that activated I, in a deep magic. And don't forget that a learning weapon is exceptionally powerful and yeah, more powerful than a higher level plus. In my meditations and my communion with Ushehi. The item level for it is like Brandis almost a plus five. And Dan Lobs know that Ushehi is incredibly powerful and would be vastly superior to any weapon anyone is wielding right now. Not my weapon. Especially Damon. No. I, uh,. Yes, so it's really good. Brandis is passing the torch. He's dropping the torch. You can see which Olympic runner will run up and pick it up. Now I have to analyze <coughs> my current weapon. Alright. We're down now. Damon has come back with, with the um, sonic crystal stolen from the hidden sanctum of a shard mine. Sola does not hesitate a second when she knows that it's back on board, and rigs up a strange headpiece. It has this crystal fit, uh, fit on the top with its infinite sparkling facets. Finds a way to kind of like direct the flow of this energy, so that as it rests on the top of the head, there's kind of constantly a, a glint of kind of like one after the, after the other, kind of kind of a shining glint that passes around the kind of intricate metal metal twisting tubes that constitute this headpiece. And she says, Damon, I've learned all I... Aurora has been able to supply me with uh, sources of information that have, uh, that have brought my <clears throat> conclusions from many possibilities down to a specific smaller number of what might be going on uh, with, the, with, this, this, with this death ritual that Arath has placed on, on his followers. But... I'm going to take you up on your offer. I need more information. And Damon says, well, I did not give my, uh, I did not offer uh, my health in vain. I'm your guy. What do you need me to do? And she's like, Damon, what's the thing that's hardest for you to do? And he's sitting there kind of like tapping his foot, walking around. He's like, I can't sit still. Why would I ever sit still? I don't like doing it. I never do it. I'm always on the move. She's like, Damon, I need you to sit still. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to sit still. For a day, and Damon's face just pales. <laughs> it pales from silver to blue. No. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. No. No. It, it, it. He blanches at the request, and she says, "Part of this ritual works because it is so tied to um, an individual's hold on their lives. There, you someone one a person's attachment to survival is." something so strong at the core of each of us that Arath has found a way to kind of poison, to corrupt this desire, and he turns that energy on itself, and it is that kind of desire to live at the last moments or in crisis that ends up kind of destructing uh, a person's body from the inside. She said, I need, I need to be able to invoke a similar kind of like desire, a similar commitment and necessity. A com- uh, I need, I need to, co- I need to feel your uh, your obsession and your compulsion to do what you will do and try to turn that against you. 
And Damon, kind of like numbly, takes the takes the the uh, headpiece from her and kind of walks around like paces, just paces <clears> for hours. I mean, up the crow's nest, down the crow's. Nest. I mean, you guys just see him cruising the deck. I mean, he just has like in this look of kind of like, can't do this, man. This, I can't. I don't want to do this. It's, uh, where am I starting? So then he finally he just says, whatever. I'm just going to do it and sits down in, in a spot. He's not even thinking and puts it on his head and stays still. And as he walks. <laughs> Brandis walks by and places Ushahi on the table in front of him. <laughs> he doesn't move. He can't move. He can't do it. He told Sully he wouldn't do it. And Ushahi's right there. He wants to take it. He's right there. He kind of, he's thinking about that. He's thought about that sword a little bit. He like moves a finger and it really hurts. It really hurts. Really, really hurts. He doesn't move that finger. He's just, he's right here. He's just... And so this goes on, and Stola, uh, kind of like, who had been trying to track him out the deck, kind of ends up sending RA4 to find him, ends up finding where Damon is, sitting there staring at this sword, lasts a little bit, doesn't move the sword, and begins to take her readings, is able to, to uncover kind of some of the, some of the deepest secrets of, of a Wrath's kind of like death mind control spell, and begins to have some real theories on how she might be able to separate the two effects um, and at least kind of spare the lives, kind of undo this kind of like whatever reverse feedback of of kind of like will <coughs> as someone desires their survival and then having that turn back on them to to affect their death. <coughs> so here we go. Daleman is making an acrobatics check to see if he can stay still. <laughs> um. And let's see. Okay, we'll see. Basically, his body is moving by itself, and he doesn't use all his acrobatics to counteract each yes. muscle movement to the opposite. It's like someone were talking, and you were trying to talk in a way that it would cancel out the sound. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Twenty. Oh, yeah. Turns out to not be that tough, tough for damage. I have a twenty-three in that skill, so the maximum I could do with twenty is forty-three. Oh, which is crushing. <laughs> that's. But that's rough. Yeah. I mean, there was no way to do it. I was going to ask you ahead of time, like, oh, I wonder, I'm going to ask him if I can spend a healing surge to get a plus one if I get a 20. Didn't ask you. You can ask stupid. your ritual. There are lots of rituals that will do exactly that. Uh, There's no not for that acrobatics. That I mean. increases yeah. there are I, mean, I, would, I would trade rituals. a healing surge for that, but I looked and I couldn't find one. Unless you'd want to just let me do it, then we're, not, then we're done. Too great. Uh, okay. Um, <coughs> two successes. Two successes it is. So action point. Now we're, now we're here to talk about that. I can spend an action point and a daily and get three more successes, almost guaranteed. But we don't have another round, do we? No, this so is the last I round. I spend it now is what it I'm saying. It means you spend an action point. Oh, so yeah. if I spend an action point, I can complete this trek. And then we have how many more people to go? I'll go. Uh, I have not gone yet. One, two. Action point here. And you have an action point? And I think I have an action point. So let's say we average two. So we can get four, six, eight. I can probably pull up to ten. Seven, <coughs> maybe four, six, eight, ten. Someone will probably get three. That gives him a twenty-five percent chance of living. 25%? So it's good, right? I mean, right? Better odds than no. The bottom we need to do the brain thing. We're close. Okay, so I'll do this action point. I, mean, I would love do to keep it. it. Now's not the time to keep it. Boom. Um, yeah, it's your last chance to use them. So, yeah, so yeah. I, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use uh, a level 20 daily. Oh my, God. my least useful daily. Oh, cool. 
Really? And Everyone else, daily, uh, level 20 daily is amazing. Yeah, I got Twin Blade Storm before my pair got back. I'm okay. <laughs> with, the, with, the, with the daily not being that great. Anyways. <clears throat> um, so here Yeah, I'm getting distracted here. Uh, the daily I used was his Paragon Path called Cold Steel Hurricane. So, Daleman, as he gets finally rid of, or he survives, he survives the day. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't succeed. He goes through much. It's not like he does really well. He excels. You know, he completes. He survives the day. Still gets your information. The first thing he does, unless someone else is interested in taking Ushagi, is run to that table, grab Ushagi, and go get lost in the wilderness for three days, where all he does is cut things down <coughs> and then train. Uh, and he goes drow hunting immediately. Yeah, and. Is basically lives the life of a cold steel hurricane. Um, yeah, real dumb. Uh, so here we go. He's not getting, uh, four. Four will do it. I needed not a two. Yeah. So that's going to be close. 30, 26 plus twenty is forty-six. Yeah. And Daleman comes back as the next true wielder of Ushaki. Knowing full well all of its might and ability, and how exactly he will bring them to bear on the forces of the wrath. I like how Damon took it without even discussing it with anyone. Yeah, I mean, Brand- <laughs> easy come, easy go, right? Didn't Brandis take it without discussing it with anyone? Yeah, I, he's only following. following the I think this is played! I'll take it! Oh, uh, uh. Everyone's like, oh, oh, okay, okay, I had an idea for. Okay, I'll just put these pictures away. I just- when Brandis is eating dinner. Which happens three times a day. Just every meal, dinner. He doesn't have like, and this is what I eat for lunch, and this is what I eat for breakfast. Yeah, like every morning, meal is steak. morning dinner, midday breakfast. dinner, and evening dinner, and soup, and, and morning dinner, and soup. <laughs> by How much food does Brandis hears? Zahar's voice from over his shoulder, oh. and he says, "We must speak now." Brandis, mouthful of food. <laughs> <laughs> Brandis, my friend, I must kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's fight. Brandis says, swallows. He says, I am waiting for this moment for a long time. He says, it is not my own desire, you see. It's the demand of the Raven Queen herself, actually. He says, I am her reaper, you see. It is a position I have taken up, and as such, I am only beholden to one vow, to put down the hubris of those who would escape her and rebuke those who withhold what is rightfully hers. A time will come when you will have to submit to death at last, and I shall be there to deliver your soul to its final rest. This is a surprise. Yeah. Ren didn't see this one coming (laughs) at all. Okay. Brandis takes another slow bite and steak. <laughs> so they'll always be a reaper anyway. Mine will have to be the heart. <coughs> um, Brandis says, with mouth full this time, purposely. Is that so? <laughs> <laughs> he, just, he just nods. And he says, you are whatever you are, and I am a reaper. It is our nature to be opposed. And I know when the time comes, you will be a worthy quarry and a memorable opponent. At the moment, 
I have no authority to kill you. Ushehi finds you suitable, and so must I, for now. It's only fair you know that once that time is over, there will be nothing turning the river from its course. Perhaps it's blasphemy, but I admit I'm in no rush to see you gone. Brandis stands up and says, Zahar, experience is power. You could train every day for a hundred years, and I'd still be a thousand lifetimes ahead of you. Yeah! Get some! Brandis says, I will outlive you and your people and every man, woman, and child that will ever live. He says, I look forward to proving you wrong. As he grabs a piece of meat off of his plate and takes a bite as he walks out of the room. Amazing. <laughs> wow, I really wish Ren was there. That's Dude, what, what an epic confrontation. <coughs> so Rocco is sitting there uh, in the kitchen <laughs> just overlooked it and was just looking and then kind of shrugs and continues to cook. This shit was so badass. He says, huh. <laughs> This is the greatest gig I've ever gotten. He said, that's the fourth strangest thing I've seen in this dining room. <laughs> Brandis continues his meal, savoring every bite. Mm. Marvelous. Life is beautiful. Who's Life next? Marvelous. Save now for a while. Um, hmm. Ren. I mean, you guys are up here, right? <clears throat> yeah. yeah, it's it's now this. It's game time. Pain time. It's pain The question cake. is, do I want to blow a daily on this? And an action point. I need the consensus of the group here. What do you think? What, you have a crappy daily? You a daily like? or an action Only point? Only if it's a crappy daily. Uh, the daily would probably be a level 19. Uh-uh. Um, what I would say you have the action point. I say save the dailies because your dailies are too awesome. I love seeing them in a fight. Yep, like, like multi-ren. This would be a. Yeah, you do not give up multi run. No, I wouldn't give up multi run because that's my most. Power. That's my most awesome it's the best power. power. Uh, this is actually one that I've awesome. never used. I've only <coughs> ever used it in skill challenges. Um, Cobb Fallon. Let's see. Yeah, we're not gonna do that. So Ren. Um, Ren decides that he uh, <laughs> he remembers reading a text uh, all about battles and tactics and things of that nature that could prove to be most useful to the group. However, it was in High Mascar, in the library, that he happened <coughs> to steal the Book of the Damned from. This is also the high mascara that is currently absent. The upper bit. Yes. Unless someone was currently borrowing that book at the time. So. Are they maybe borrowing the upper half too? It could have been checked out. Guys, just let him go. Come on. So. Ren remembers seeing this book. And upon asking around, he learns that the book was actually... uh, Copied? Well, I mean, there were many editions of the book. And... Fortunately, uh, he comes across the name of someone that may still have it. He found some old records of of people that might still have it. You totally threw off my whole thing when you said that Hyam Mascar was gone. But no. So uh, whatever, it's not gone. It's in the lower half. Keep yeah, going. it's in the lower half. So he shows. He he decides. I'm gonna go get that. So not wanting to show a wrath that they're there or anything like that, he makes a bold move. He doesn't even consult the group when he does this. 
That's, what, that's what bold move is. He's that's not bold for Ren. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, the norm. He uh, he decides to he decides to roll with it and at night sneaks his way in. He's a gnome. He can be sneaky. He can go stealth and goes invisible. Makes his way over to the library and there are guards posted there. <laughs> he comes around the corner and immediately transforms himself into a massive fire-breathing dragon. You can do that? The guards, not... Yeah, but I'm just flavoring it like this. I'm not actually going to use it. So, the guards um, crap themselves. Because, yes, they are trained to guard the library. (laughs) But these aren't like... What do we do? These aren't like the royal guards. These are the library guards. There's a library! (laughs) He shows up and drops, you know, walks up this massive fire-breathing dragon, and the guards just bolt, leaving Ren enough time to run in, grab the book, and run out. This is going to be a bluff check. Because he can't actually do anything, because he's not going to blow his daily. So, he only looks like one. Dragon image. It's going to be a... a 47! Yeah! Did you roll a 20 on that? I rolled an 18. That'll do it. 29. So, no one's zero down here? Yeah. Yeah. We saved a friend! Alright. We have a plus one. I love how we're working for a chance. Now they have a minus nine. (laughs) Now you have a one in 20 chance of not dying when using their powers. Ren, when running out, sees that those wussy library guards went off and got the royal guards to come take care Woo! of it. So as he's running out, uh, Ren, with book in tow, decides, wow, this is not looking very good for me. Maybe I should have told my group, or maybe I should just not have come to High Mascar. Um, does an arcana check to turn himself into... <coughs> he, can, he, he, he actually channels himself and turns himself into a ball of flame that then goes and hides in the lamppost nice. to look nice. like it's just oh the lantern. God, that's a cool idea. It goes with me. So this is going to be... Well, Ren goes arc- smaller. <laughs> There's no way they're going to So this is going to be an arcana check. Yes. Well, the lamps there are huge, if you'll recall. That was a big deal. The lantern district, right. So when he's not Tinkerbell, he's, he's maybe even bigger. 36. It was a big lamp. 36. There we go. That's Dos Moss. So two more. That's another friend you just saved another life. Dos Moss. You can pretend that you don't care about anyone. And from and from the lantern, he sits and watches them run around looking for a giant dragon that no longer exists. And no one thinks it was real. He actually has to sit there for three days. As and then, no, sorry. When the coast is clear, goes invisible, makes his way out, and heads back to the ship. As Book into continually reminds us, the better you are at magic, the more difficult it is to detect. And Ren is pretty fucking good at magic. That is true. Right, it's got the little dragon. You probably it's just right. like one. Has anyone not gone this round? I haven't gone. Uh, I haven't gone. All three of us down there have not gone. I think Brent is an action point. You're going to spend. What'd you say? I'm going to action point. Oh, I thought you already went. You can actually what? Yes, I'm going to action point. Did I miss my chance for that? Uh, should have done it on your turn, but go ahead if you do it now. Um, Brandis. There's some risk to spending an action point. Mm-hmm. You can't just save till the very end that everyone action points one after another. Yeah. Um, 
Brandis sees that the <coughs> Genasi brothers. Is she here? The time. Are causing problems again. Um, Hijinks, pranks, not training. Oh. Intimidate check! Uh oh. Yeah! <laughs> Fuck that! Yes! She's gonna crit as well. I don't think I quite got the three thing, but that's uh, 35 plus 7 is 42. 40. Wait, 35? 35. Plus 7. 42. 42. So, um. Very close! Uh. I'm telling you, man, I'm one away. Boom. <coughs> Brandis says, You too! And that's it. <laughs> they run. And they, they run. Hop in line. And they outmaneuver big, slow, grumpy Brandis. So fantastic. Is Brandis grumpier than usual? When All right. they face off a wrath and they're just putting buckets of water on Uh So, on the before doors. we go even more down this, uh, having completed that first path, multiple. Um, Multiple things came about from that. So what were the things that you had done from it? Ren had gotten a, a, a cache of, of... An idol. Ren went down and grabbed himself. I don't know if it was an idol. They were worshipping an idol. Actually, well, that, there was an idol that you were going into a cave. It was... They were worshipping an idol. <coughs> I haven't decided yet if it was like... He just grabbed the whole... St- it wasn't a big statue. He, he just grabbed it. But to be determined whether it was... No, I'm just going to say it. It was uh, And they were trying gem. to cover it up. But he it was, everything. It was a gem that was... Fixed in the statue. The statue itself wasn't really anything, but there was a magical gem that was fixed in it. Ren just snatched the idol, took off. But when he gets back to the ship, he just goes into the the forge, borrows one of Aurora's hammers, and smashes it. He probably doesn't even put it back. So the gem is supposed to be what? Do you have a specific thing that this is? I haven't looked. It's okay. A magic item. And you want it to be a gem, or is this... It could be a magic is, gem that this is grants... Okay, unless there's very specific items that you need, I will take it over from here. Okay. So when Ren smashes the idol, he realizes that what they were <clears throat> worshipping was this gem being held by the idol. But what they, well, what they did not realize is, as Ren smashes it open, he realizes that a wizard had crafted this thing as a storage device for some powerful magic items that he had kept inside the idol so that it would look inconspicuous. In fact, the gem isn't even worth much. <laughs> it's like a, it's not worth a, a crappy a little like ruby that's uh, imperfect. And the whole point was you would hope that a thief wouldn't have taken it because it would have realized its lack of worth and left it. But inside, as it smashes open, there are three magic rings. Hmm. Whoa. Bling, bling. As they they fall into the forge and ah, the rings. they are, they are not even affected at all as they ah, my forge. Uh, are brimming with exceptional magic. <laughs> get those out of my cool forge! Get them out. Energy. Does anyone have forge. two rings already? I have Uno. I have two. I have one. I have two now. You have two rings. I have two. Rings. Yeah, Ring of Brotherhood and the Fullbinder Ring. Bam bam. bam. All right, so the three rings <coughs> crafted by some. Some maniac. Uh, Gentleman named Musashi. Magic uh, wizard. One, it's a ring of regeneration. Ooh. Yeah. Gives yeah. you a plus three item bonus to your healing surge value. It has a daily power, which is you regain one healing surge that you've already used today. Also, if you reach the milestone, you gain regeneration ten until the end of the encounter. Or until, you spend another, or until you spend another healing surge. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Oh, things that yeah, regeneration ten that doesn't go away when you fall means 
you keep popping back up at the beginning of your turn, no matter what. Unless you die. Unless they get you dead dead. Yeah. Uh, Two, Ring of Tenacious Will. You uh, property, you use your charisma instead of your constitution to determine the number of healing surges you possess. Yeah. What? And as a daily power, you can use it when you would be reduced to zero hit points or fewer. You are instead reduced to one hit point. If you reach the milestone, you also regain a number of hit points equal to your level. That's amazing. That's Okay. And Blink Ring is the third one. Yeah! Plus three item oh, bonus no. to Thievery. It has a daily power that allows you as a minor action to teleport <coughs> 1d4 squares. A minor sustain to teleport 1d4 squares at the start of your turn. If you reach the milestone, it doesn't require a minor action. You just sustain it for free, teleport at the beginning of every turn. That's pretty cool. Uh, Mike says regen does not apply if you're unconscious. I guess that is the rule of regeneration. Get out of here, Mike! Stop! Cool. That's right, because trolls that pop up with their regeneration, it's a specially written special. in. Yeah. That makes sense. Stupid trolls. Like, oh. deeper down. Cool. Oh my gosh. I really want both, <laughs> but the Ring of Tenacious Will. It's okay, Mike. My charisma is ridiculously higher than my That would con. grant you a ton of healing uh, surges. My con is uh, 13, my charisma is 28. Oh my god, so how many more surges would you get? How do you determine? I don't even know. Your so charisma, what's, what's your no, wait, your charisma what's your, is 28? What's your bonus to charisma? What's your modifier? It's really yeah, high. I have a 28 charisma with a 9 modifier, so. 28? So that's 9. It's a plus yeah, 9 to charisma. That's yeah. And you have high. a 13, which is a plus 1, so you get 8 more healing surges. Yeah, so that's, that's so <laughs> You should probably do that. <laughs> that would put me at 15 surges. Yeah! <laughs> Yeah, it's Mimic like tank. No, that makes sense because that's how D and D has worked in the past. Like the wizards literally are like glass figurines and like porcelain statues, and then they just have everything more than everything else. <laughs> Way more healing reserves, more life, oh more vitality. This is faster. I think. Uh, more than I think. Tactically wise, that would be best for you. Yeah, it would be better it for you than for anyone else. To get whatever gives the group the most. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we, we share. <laughs> because even if we sh- we're sharing healing surges, that is a huge right net. Alright, so quickly divvy those out. Ring of Tenacious um, Will to Ren. Is there one more item coming out, or you, no? It's, okay. No, those are the three items intended for these three people here. Okay, cool. Ooh, me? Uh, he got the blink ring, right? Uh, he did already get something I from this, so he gets that, he's getting two of the five items. Oh, yeah. So, um... It's good for anybody. I don't blink, want ring the blink, ring. blink ring is good for anybody, and all, all three of you could use a second ring. Sure. The Ring of Brotherhood is not mechanically good. I pass on the blink so. ring, I don't need it. Or want it. Mm. It's it awesome. just allows you to. Blink ring allows you to teleport every round. As a free action. And you use it once you're at a milestone. Oh. Oh. It lets you, as a minor action, teleport at the beginning of your turn. That would be really good for me. Yeah, that that would actually potentially better be better for a melee character. You have to move a lot. Do you get to decide where you teleport? Yes. Yes. I <laughs> it's mean, random. I would have been in some stuff where it didn't say. You, like, no, you, you move randomly. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, Just check. You teleport to a random <laughs> And then you sustain it has a minor, but if you hit a milestone, it doesn't even require a minor. You just keep teleporting every round to the end of the countdown. Blink ring. No, that could be cool for Aurora, I think. Yeah. Well, especially when I have bonuses to being adjacent to people. I yeah. don't have to worry about, oh, I'm going to hang back. I can just go, okay, I'll... Well, plus, I mean, movement is all... You all have to, like, get to your enemies and all that stuff and yeah. getting in position. All right, so next That's person. Cool. Uh, Ring of Regeneration. Who wants that? They've already two been to beat up, and he said those three are for you guys. 
Oh. I mean, so you can have it if you want, but there's five Phew. items. I'll take it, I guess. More healing surges, more Three. health regeneration. Sounds like you to me. Yeah, I'll take that. Regeneration, that's pretty cool. Okay, sure. Alright. Done. Finito. I'll add that on the list. <clears throat> that would make him harder to kill. Dude, he yes, said he that, and I was like, wow. my I don't even know how it's calculated, but my charisma is... Like more than double my cost. Amazing! That's uh, so awesome. That's, uh, I definitely was not aware of the presence of that ring. It's incredibly. <clears throat> you were not aware of what? I didn't know about that ring at all. Are there other rings with other other changes How of else? attributes, or is, is prism just so one? So who else? Who else has two? <coughs> so you already had two rings. Me you say? Yeah. And so you, you can only wear. Two. I know, I know. I'll just. What take is the off. ring of Brotherhood's daily power? Do you ever? Do oh, either of you ever use it? No, oh, it's, it's really not very moment. good. It, really it's like I can tell something about him. It's like a flavor. Yeah. Oh, oh no, wait. There is one thing. Uses. I can transfer a, a single healing surge to you. Ooh, oh, that would have ah. been nice to know. So it's very, very, very powerful. Forgot about that. At zero. Yeah. <laughs> right. Also, you can do that in between combat. Just stick the ring and on. And if you've and reached at least out. one milestone, you can transfer two. So I think flavor-wise, just keep going as we are. Yeah. All right. So next person in the skill challenge, what do you do? I'll go. That was the bounty, and uh, you should describe. Yeah, uh, do you want me to do mine now? Or maybe I can do it now. Yeah, do it after another roll. Yeah, I'll do it after another roll. Um. So. <coughs> Aurora knows that in order to keep people alive, oftentimes it's just a matter of morale. And despite some people's attempts at keeping this a secret from her, she has heard that there are some people who maybe aren't as committed to her, her particular brand of justice as... Uh, as she would hope. Within the ranks? Uh, yeah, particularly among the, the paladins gathered, uh, the, the Bahamut paladins. And the problem is that if they start having trouble, it's just going to spread to the five companies, to the uh, to the Gargano uh, gypsies, to everyone else. It starts with Bahamut. It really does. And so <clears throat> she is going to use her keen insight to attempt to ferret out these particular individuals and expel them. Wow. She's kicking them out. This is not a time to be all cuddly with people. She, the, it's like page. you're you're not in the, in line. You're out. You know you're either. <laughs> so she's uh, going to use her crown ability, which adds a plus two to her insight. Do you yes. want to do a roll? Do you want to use a ritual, spend a healing surge, and do that little add diplomacy and insight thing? I, mean, just, I couldn't find it. that ritual. I, d- I don't know where that one is that you're looking at. It really at, exists. But it's in there. It was for own. detect lies, but... It's called discern lies. But, you know, if she's trying to actually tell if people are lying about their commitment, I could see that being useful, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> I get to add... Yeah, I get to add... What is it? My religion? That's under skill assistance. Discern lies. Mm-hmm. You add a religion check as a bonus to your insight. A religion check, check to the bonus of your... Okay, it's so I'll do the religion stupid. check now. It's stupidly... Did you see my post on the forums about it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the religion... Oh, yeah, and, and uh, Ren's what's your highest thing. And, yeah, okay. even someone who could have the worst watch possible out there. And then religion insight and insight. Check. You use that ritual and it's better than someone with... Yeah, it's a ritual, though, so you Whoa. really plan as a power. Okay. Um, so that was a... 29 plus... 
Eight. Yeah, hard DC. Yay, she gets a hard DC. And how hard does she does the hammer fall? Oh, on there, the... there are eight guys specifically who are. Some of them are just doing the smack talking just so they can kind of puff themselves up, but that in itself is a problem. So she just basically all she has to do to find these people is to walk through the barracks and find the people who who can't meet her eye. Ooh. Hmm. Did you kill your brother? Are you into this fight? No. No. Get well, out. Because, and when I say that, it's not like they're actually avoiding her. It's <clears throat> that they can't look at her like a like an honest person can look at a person. You know, they're still making eye contact, but but they're not really looking. And so she she finds them, and they just some of them actually leave out of shame because she's really good at wielding awesome. shame. Mm. So she wields shame. <laughs> that's my other weapon. Like a chainsaw. Chainsaw. Alright. Are you action pointing or Um. I kind of want to hold on to my action point. Alright, then. Here's last. Here's last. Uh, so I'll just hold on to that. Q. Right now we've negated the minus two penalty. Did you go action point or not? five in. I did not. Okay. It counts as two. Damn it. Why? I know. I know. I'm counting squares. Is this, is that one and this is two and this is three? What do you mean? Like, I'm just like, we finished in front of these guys. In front of the mini, I just didn't know. Oh if no, no, no! These it's are at the bonus. It's at at the bonus. Okay. All right. So, um, we have gained a nice book on how to talk to people in battle plans and such. And after some discerning and a little bit more clarifying our plans, I uh, decided we need to actually contact our allies and uh, make some sort of arrangements for how this is all going to go down. Uh, but at the same time, there's fear that. The Wrath could have people amongst the five companies and amongst the Gypsies and all those sorts of people, so uh, whatever path is taken has to be done with the uttermost secrecy. And so Hugh uh, volunteers to go. Uh, so the other manages to get him close enough, and then he infiltrates and is able to talk privately with the leaders. And she gives him a little bit of magical assistance with this, with the ritual of Ghost Walk, um, as his tracks are instantly hidden and he is... Uh, hard to do that. So another healing surgeon gets plus five to stealth. Nice. So, um, let's see how this goes. It's a four. That's that'll be enough for something. Sullied it. Uh, it's okay. Um, so twenty-five plus five is thirty. Okay, so that's one. Uh, so Hugh is able to uh, talk, but it's a lot of people to contact and a lot of people distance to cover, and so it's difficult to uh, cover that much ground. But and what did he get? Uh, he got a total of thirty. Yes, but uh, action points. All right. Because Hugh gets one during these things. Uh, yes, Hugh, thing. Hugh gets a free one. Right. Amazing. Built around I doing it. So after success, Hugh again get one. Um, yeah. But he is able to, uh, well, not the most mm, diplomatic of individuals. Uh, he relies mainly on just basically laying out the facts as they are and letting people read it from that. Um, but he's able to tell his audience basically less on knowing them and more of, but more how they're built, essentially, and their backgrounds by thinking this guy's a fighter and he's pretty tough. And so that kind of influences a little bit of how a person thinks. Um, and he's actually going to blow his daily, which actually I don't think is going to be a very good daily. It's the one I just got. It's not really 
that great, though. Level <coughs> 20. Yes. Um, Come on, man. Yes. So, using his innate abilities to able to tell a person's defenses and able to see a little bit about them, he's able to deliver the message in such a manner that it's fairly Fact. clear and people know what, they, no doubt. know what they're doing. So, nature check. Uh, at a plus 20. Rolled a 6, though. But that should be enough. Yeah, so 20 plus 19 uh, plus 6 yeah, is... that's 45. That's another 3. So... Yeah! Another chunk. Dude, way to do it, Hugh. I thought we were going like, to have some more <coughs> beverages. Oh, well, he's not the two, best three, diplomat three, ever. Five, six, seven. Hopefully he's something able survives. to convey the information in a manner that is appropriate to each individual. Uh, so that they are not horribly offended or anything. Which is a win for Hugh. So they listen to Plus seven. <laughs> I wasn't offended. Oh, wow. can't believe we actually got to about the estimate of if we did the perfect, perfect game with no, with no extra points. So finally... Well, we use dailies. No, separate. Points, so. Oh, seven. Sorry. So finally... Daleman. <laughs> final... His final opportunity to prepare for this upcoming fight takes a, a, a short journey to uh, to Narfel to return to the frozen plain of Moragarden where he has not been for years since he had uh, he returned after the battle of the Temple of Elemental Evil and even then when he returned to Narfel he didn't he didn't go often to the place of his homeland you know the memories were were uh, <coughs> were difficult for him and and this time he, t- he took the opportunity, now with the with the kind of resolve and a new purpose to bring his family back to that place. He returns to uh, to the frozen garden, and entering that uh, particular region, the winds the winds kind of seem to be calling to him, and they seem to be blowing him in a certain direction. And Daleman, I mean the the Cold Moon tribe is kind of has a saying, it's one of the truths that, that you must go where the wind blows you for, they believe kind of in a spiritual way that their survival in such a hostile environment depends on their ability to kind of like make kind of the right choices <coughs> in a, almost a random situation so they follow the winds and Damon kind of instinctually just goes with the way it's pushing him, being sensitive to that and he, he, he's taken as he follows the, uh, the winds to a place of, of tall crystal towers it's a very odd uh, Landscape or a, a odd kind of sight um, in the landscape, and it's a place that he knows he's never seen before, but it seems familiar and very important to him. And as he walks around the uh, the kind of tall crystalline towers, um, he uh, he encounters some some writing. Uh, part of it is kind of is, is been worn away with uh, with time, and he can't read it, but. He sees the unmistakable kind of like name of his father, Jeorun, uh, inscribed at the bottom of one of these towers, and he he knows that uh, that this is something that this is these are kind of relics that have a strong connection to the place of his family. And as he makes contact w- with these towers, he he reaches in and pours some of his his essence into uh, into the crystals, and they respond, kind of reflecting back the power in, in kind. And kind of the winds gather and begin to swirl around him, and he he feels. He feels himself drinking in the energy of the uh, of this uh, of the of the region, kind of like the, the the cool winds that contain this pure elemental energy. 
just kind of be, begin to in, infuse within him, and he feels his power grow. He grows light on his feet and begins to kind of raise up even, and the power is, is cut short, and he sinks back down to the ground, but he, see, he feels lighter with every step, and feels that every time he lifts his leg, it's almost as if he takes two strides, and he feels completely resolved and, and empowered and, and kind of ready of body and mind for the task to, to, uh, uh, to, to come. And he knows that he's, he, leaves, he's, he leaves the borders of the Frozen Garden, that part of those winds have mingled with his uh, is in, in, innate winds, and, and he knows that they will be with him throughout the rest of his journey, um, tying him to his homeland and to his mission to return. So, mechanically, he got, he got a new piece of armor that gives him the property whenever he shifts, he shifts another square. Nice. So, oh, cool. Yeah. So What's a shift in rough terrain. Yep. <clears throat> What's it called? Just for great cat armor. Great cat armor. Cool. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> it's just a funny name. <laughs> it's it's got kind of a weird name. Move. Really good armor for cats. Yep. <laughs> it's very great cat armor. It's not good armor. Great. Hey, this is familiar. Hey, oh yeah, that's right. I don't know why. Oh yeah. Where's where's Quinn? Good question. <laughs> That's Quinn. <laughs> As the day grows ever nearer, tension among all the armies that you have prepared who are standing ready, but not in the immediate vicinity. They plan on moving in at the last possible minute that they can. They know they know from uh, from talking to you the rough time when it will be, but, you know, the secrecy of making sure that only key people know when it is. Go ahead. Do we ever figure out what the knowledge tree got us? Oh, yeah. The brain. Yeah. Yeah. Really Mystery, went over the resolution of that. Oh, basically, so, um, Stoyla <clears throat> has figured it out, along with, uh, Ren's help, uh, working, uh, a, a lot with Ren and, um, well, mostly just Ren. Yeah. In his free time between doing other things, because she knows that Ren isn't terribly interested in this, um, yeah. in the end result here. But Ren also can't resist tinkering with magic stuff. So, uh, and you know, it's mind control magic. And he's like, the back of his head is probably always thinking about what happens if I can, by figuring out how to fix this, what if we can use it? Yeah. <laughs> and guilty. <laughs> So, we're here's guilty. She figures out the nature of this magic, but it is—it's exceptionally um, powerful and difficult to um, and difficult to directly counteract. It's not like she can make like a fire extinguisher that uh, that undoes it, but she's pretty sure that if uh, if we were to basically like capture guys and uh, and hold them down. There is, you know, something that she could, uh, something that she could do to help out. She's sort of distributing this, um, this, uh... Is this sort of like smelling salts? Like, yeah, like a smelling salt. Like a kind of arcane smelling salt to, uh, that will hopefully help out. It won't be 100% effective, but it should, um, it should really improve things that she's distributing out to the armies to use in this coming fight. Uh, the people that come out of this, she expects, will be so wiped out by the experience that it's not like they'll be able to fight you, but it will 
uh, it will take them out without um, without killing them. Yes. Uh, the other thing is uh, that due to this, um, the NPCs, the <coughs> army that is helping you in this fight, will you be able to deal with minions um, in a particular way? It will become evident. Okay. Hmm. Uh, when we start here. Cool. So, as the day draws nearer, closer and closer, closer and closer. Tensions among all the armies. It's high. They don't really know what's going on. No one gets to know the full details of, of what is happening. Only the paladins of uh, Bahamut even know the exact location that it's going to. You guys have done everything you can to make sure that Arath does not know that you are here. Because if you were to use the full power of the throne of Amanon when you found out that you're there, you could just come to your airship and blow it up. Like he has done one time before. God damn, we hated that time. And that according to Hepto, it's basically only saved by luck. You know, the luck of, of Brandis's uh, Better be luck strength of past. Fate. Strength of past. And like, yeah, you're hard to remove from the timeline. Yeah. There's a lot of it. Basically, the only, <laughs> the most most of the yeah, the only reason that it survived was that, you know, the, even the power of the crown of uh, Ogma was not able to <clears> remove <throat> Brandis from the timeline and it malfunctioned and you were able to be pulled out of that experience. It's unlikely to make that mistake again instead of. Uh, cruelly trying to throw him into the past, something we probably just blow it up. Um, Maybe he was just trying to kill us, awesome. and we accidentally <clears throat> threw him into the past. Like, delete um, us. So, <laughs> how are you all feeling? As this day is, I mean, it's tomorrow that you know the, the eve of battle. The planar is the the eve of battle. I don't believe this. Wow, I don't even believe it. Real Never time. mind, let's just go back. Let's go. He's a little tense, but also, I mean, kind of, I don't know. He's, he's he's very aware of his mortality, but at the same time, he does enjoy a good fight. And this one has been coming for a really long time. Anticipation. Uh, so it's kind of a little nervous, a little excited. They've done everything that, they, they, that we think we can feasibly do at this point. Uh... Uh, he just hopes that it'll be enough. Because they can't really... They don't really have any options. It's sort of... We're in a corner. Uh, I mean, we could just give it, give up, but... I don't think After that would work out work, well. At one point, I assume that basically the night before, maybe we were talking a little bit before people <coughs> go get rest and everything. Mm-hmm. Brandis is there with the group and says, Aurora, mm-hmm. Hugh, Dalen. Don't forget to use your whetstones. It's ridiculous to get them. Have you ever tried to use a whetstone on a hammer? Smash it! <laughs> I've smashed so many rocks that way. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's really sharpening. Because, I mean, I, I'm sharpening a bow. Are you guys preparing <laughs> any uh, potions or consumables or magic items oh, that you can easily no, get in your airship before vitality. you go? No one has mentioned it. Oh, well, Aurora still a... has a potion of vitality, and then she's getting her, like, however many potions she can carry. We should all Which is unlimited, <coughs> essentially. She has an unlimited supply of yeah. health potions. The superior kind. Basically, uh, Soylite is toiling away, uh, preparing uh, what she can for the armies. Uh, Unguin of Dark Vision, for sure. I mean, it's the no, same deal. I mean, Greg, I mean, oh, oh, Ren's and she good, changed, but... uh, officially, officially, she changed her... Elemental resistance of Keisha's amulet to fire. Do fuego. Because it's good. Yeah, it's fire is so common. 
I know, but she doesn't have her awesome shield anymore, so That's she has true. to change it to fire. Fire is so common. That's why. Yeah. If you don't know what else, do that. And fire is the most used element. A wrath's ammo. So she she officially changed that just Probably to let everyone entirely. know. Also, uh, Brandon's got a new sword. That's pretty awesome. That means officially no one is spending the money. So. So robot. Is there? I mean, I'm still spending the money. You're still spending your thing? Okay. Yeah. Good. Um. Oh, for what? Uh, I role played. I role played the belt that Colbin oh. that he received from Colbin. Right. <coughs> and if that eighty-five thousand is still. It turned out Colvin actually stole that. Reserve that, that and find something yeah. Brandis can use. Hell, potions. He I mean, diamonds, which he picked up off the ground after he talked to them. Brandis will get right. a couple potions of regeneration and we'll I just write down what you've got because, uh, as I yeah, always say, try take... to uh, figure out these sorts of things in between sessions Absolutely. so that we don't just pour through item lists. You during still the have. It's not fun. Yeah, I know. I know. You know, saying about maybe you should actually take the ring of regeneration instead, because you are the tank and you'll be taking a lot more damage, and I will be. I might save it. Okay. No. Forever. Um, but I think. The well, let's just see which one fits me might better. Might be the. I just have well, to save something because I saved it like you've been saving it. Then we'll know. It's so good. Okay, we switch rings. So Do it. Okay. It's gonna be. Amazing. Does it a good fit? Yes. Does it look nice? It will be. It just regenerates. I don't know. I don't know the exact details, but it looked like it. It was good for regeneration, which would help with your getting the topping off stuff potentially. So how much damage I'm taking. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, it gives you regeneration ten until the end of the encounter. Oh God, yes. Um, it's a daily power. You spend a surge for it or something. Uh, might, that might only be after one. Um, after a milestone. Yeah, uh, ring of regeneration. Yeah, it's is, after first a milestone. The property is a plus three item bonus to your healing surge value. That's good. Ten. That's good. That gives me. And then the liquid. daily power is you regain uh, the, as a minor action. You regain one healing surge you've already used today. So it's an extra. Are you using that ring or is she using that ring? We originally said yeah. I was going to use it, but I was thinking maybe she should use it more because you you've know, reached I, a milestone. I'm fine with that. If you've reached a milestone, Which you get regeneration like. 10 until the end of the encounter. Uh, yeah, so what, yeah, what's what are you yeah. using the blink? I don't use the blink because that, I mean, that way I can do. You I can, can stay out of battle major. a little bit more. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, I like that's, that too. that's true. We were talking about this last fight. <laughs> it seems like the best place for, if I'm for doing my job, guys to be isn't damage. fully on the outside that's, of battle because with like the big yeah, flying guys that are going around, like you can just they can just isolate you, yeah, lock you down, which is real tricky. Plus, with my new thing moving around a little more, is I am going to be moving a little around more in order to get my. Uh, you know, the, the, shop more, bonus the more we talk, right. the more convinced I, I am that you. that's the better so, choice. So, good. I'm gonna write Everyone's down blink ring, and I'll take. I have no. a lot yeah, to remember. Regen. I'll take blink ring. So it's regen plus ten each round. I don't even know what it does. Blink <laughs> zones are plus four. Regeneration. Yeah. Um, I I've been I rock frozen whetstones most. We have the lightning ones. Yeah, those are like really cheap, but I I stick with them because too cold damage. It's delicious. Yeah, um, but we have the lightning ones that do what? We had seven of them. You used one. We should have six still. I haven't used. I don't think you I did have use one. one. I don't think I used one. Um, All right, figure did. that out later. Well, he used his. <coughs> gotcha. I was about to. It didn't work yeah, out. We should oh, make sure. Did. We should yeah. make sure. So please, for the love of God, this yeah. week, figure this stuff out by the next session. That's fine. So we can I mean, if we, we can do, do this bookkeeping um, outside, and we can decide on stuff before next session. Cool. Yes. Yes. Just making sure we don't get the ding though. Did you write it down last week? No, I'm, telling, I'm telling you now, you'll be able to do that. Cool. On the eve of well, battle. I wanted to get the feelings on the eve of battle. There are only 
three things that Damon <coughs> really cares about in this world anymore. Sorry, three things that really concern him as things he's trying to get done. One of them, figure out and save his buddy Arath, whatever that means. First, I mean, but everyone agrees what's next. Second thing, figure out what's going on with this kind of like war between, this kind of hidden war staged between the elemental chaos and the material plane. He doesn't know. And third thing is bring back his family. Everyone knows that Dan was a really distractible character. Whatever thing is most in front of him, that's what's going to be grabbing his attention, even if it's not really important at times. Right now on the eve of battle, a wrath is looming this large in their, uh, in their windshield, and he, can't, he literally can't think of anything else. He can't. He's, he, is, he is so focused. He's, he's pacing. He's kind of checking this. He's, coming, he's bothering each one of you. In, <coughs> he's, incessantly, he keeps going from person to person to, to kind of to talk, to, to ask questions, to kind of like, I don't know, fire you guys up, you know, just really kind of talking about experiences and, you know, you know his, his emotions are all over the place. He, he seems manic almost. He is, except it's not in healthy condition for him. It's the way he acts. It's the way he be. It's the way he is. And, I mean, I don't imagine he sleeps at all tonight. Aurora is doing a lot of writing. Uh, there, you see, kind of strewn about uh, the area where she keeps her desk, and she actually does have a little like place where she sleeps. It's kind of a little, bit, a little off of the forge, and there are just wadded up pieces of paper, like all over, you know, like half half scrawled like notations, and so it's like she's she's started a letter at least twenty times now, and she just. Is trying to. It might be multiple letters that have failed, or it might be to just to herself, or maybe she's writing a a, a diary entry, a final entry, you know, one of those kinds of things. But she's very intent on like just getting all these thoughts down, and she actually welcomes uh, Damon's interruptions because it means she gets a chance to kind of distract <coughs> herself from her own thoughts. Because uh, this is a. Uh, a culmination of a lot of really bad feelings that she's had towards Arath for a very long time now. Ever since he, uh, in the very beginning, ever since he decided that taking the boon of a dark, evil god was a good idea. And whether or not anyone else would have chosen to do that or not, they didn't. It was Arath who did. And ever since that moment, she always had a really bad feeling about it. And... That's that's several years now of of things that she hasn't been able, and she's maybe she what she's writing is really what she wants to say to Arath. Having a speech ready is a good idea. Having a speech ready, it's always good to write down your thoughts, and that's something she remembers from her speech class in not a good leader. in East Rift. Only this is not the application that her teachers probably expected of her, and that's what she spends most of her time doing. Although she does animatedly chat back to Daomin every time he shows up again. What's going on? Ren is hanging out. Psyching each other up. Ren is hanging out in his room and he's taking this opportunity to meditate and use some of that knowledge that he gained from those monks and uh, he wants to make sure that he is 100% on his game because who knows what's going to happen tomorrow. So as he meditates, he 
gains the rest that his body needs, but also is sharpening his mental uh, prowess. And he's also thinking of what he would say if he were face-to-face with a wrath. But I'm guaranteeing it is far different from what Aurora's going to say. Because Ren wants to melt faces. Plain and simple. Badass. Might not be so far off. But Ren is... Yeah, that's what he's doing. He is taking this opportunity to reflect on himself. And... Does Ren hold a grudge? Oh, <laughs> is, that the, me? is that the feeling I'm getting? <laughs> a just wee a, bit. A... But anyway, that's what... That's what he's... He's, he's kind of nervous because these guys are pretty tough. But at the same time, this group is pretty tough. And they've got a lot of pretty tough people helping them out. And they've got a lot of pretty tough artifacts to, to work it. And he's confident they can, if not stop a wrath, at least stop his immediate plan to then fight on another day. He's confident they can at least do that. Um, uh, Hugh also is I don't know it seems like a really really long time ago that uh, Kala gathered them around and swore them to regain the crown of Agma and stop a wrath and all this kind of stuff and at the time when he made that oath it was I don't know he doesn't take he doesn't make commitments to that sort of thing very lightly because he's not really a committed I don't know he likes to keep himself kind of free and not really have to owe things to people, honestly. So that was kind of a big step for him. And the fact that it's nearing its completion is sort of mixed feelings. Is, uh, I don't know. He honestly doesn't have that much direction. So when this is over, he's wondering, if we do stop him, then what? And so, granted, that's if we survive and if we're successful. But uh, things like that occupy his mind a little bit as well. On top of being jittery and excited. It's and all a that. Uh, optimistic way to think. Yeah, I like that. Well, you gotta think of all the options. Sure do. Use the man to do it. Brian just takes it all in stride. It's just no <coughs> fight. He uh, he might not sleep, but he doesn't. Uh, he's not freaking out the whole night. He sharpens the blade in front of the uh, front of a little campfire there. Some. Uh, dark green kind of jade crystals as he runs them along the, the length of the sword. He's uh, almost excited to make use of this uh, weapon once again. You sense that he what has wielded it, it um, before perhaps more than once. Um, not so much by seeking it out, but uh, he has history with this. And um, cleans his armor, makes sure things are tight, good, moves around, and uh, Maybe gets a little bit of sleep, not a whole lot, but yeah, you know, ready for uh, show a couple words on what the blade looks like. So uh, there, there will be more uh, description in the forthcoming, but it's uh, claymore like, very just, you know, one large uh, uncurved blade, uh, just kind of silver, kind of s- s- normal steel with uh, dark green uh, etchings, kind of runes and uh, stuff carved along the length of it. Uh, more tempered in the blood of a hydra. Hydra heads. Sweet. 
form the hilt. That's sweet. So. Nice. Branson has hydros. At war for centuries. Amazing. Enemy of hydras. And, uh... Yeah. How fitting. I mean, he's excited. He's, yeah. Yeah. Maybe he is on hydras. And, uh... Yeah, he doesn't actually, like, have, you know, specific stuff to say. He's just like... Like, if you guys remember, when we we went to the uh, Temple of Elemental Evil, it was like... Let's do this. I mean, it got things got serious once we got in there, and Brandis is anticipating that. But the day before, it's kind of like Brandis the goddamn hero that day. Nerve, nerves of steel, you know. If, if people start freaking out now, no, nah, he's ready. No doubt. The sun rises. The day begins. You know that this is the day. <coughs> Stoila has created her device that she believes will take down the barrier this uh, this shield that has been risen no one has taken a peek inside and your armies are ready to attack from every direction to help you out in whatever way might be needed who goes with Stoila to, uh, to bring down the barrier what's uh What's your plan of action? I mean, I would imagine... Are you asking for a plan from the person who goes with her? Yeah, just uh, whoever. Okay. That would probably be me, since I'm the one that gets along with her the most, and (coughs) we uh, talk with each other and help plan things. Well, she, she does it, and she bounces ideas off me when I ask for them. Um... So, you know, Ren actually helped throw throw out a couple ideas on how to make this work anyways. So, naturally, he would be the one to go uh, do this. And they, uh... Dylan. They, they go do it. All right. They're by themselves, because you can't take a whole bunch of people in there. So they decided it would be best to utilize more of a stealth tactic to get in there and set the device off. So that's... As quiet as the wind... On a still day. Stoyla and... <laughs> Stoyla and Ren get as close to the shield as they need to such that the device will still work. It's sort of set on like a little tripod. It's this device that's kind of got like a almost wand-like device pointing at the bubble. And she says, we can turn it on at really low power and it might make it shimmer a little so we can at least get a peek inside before we bring it down. When we turn it up, it should take down the entire barrier. Oh. Ren says... Uh, <clears throat> Ren says, we're not turning it on until we're ready to go. I'm not giving them any kind of warning. Yeah, we can see it shimmer a little bit, but they could probably see it shimmer a little bit too. Let's not... Let's be cautious. Let's... So then what's your plan? Uh, when we're ready to go, and we've got the word that everyone's ready to go, we'll turn that sucker on. Well, everyone's ready to go if you're saying that's what you're going. Is, that, is everyone ready to go? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. no! Sometimes taking a peek. So you're not going to take a peek in until. The what, if, what if you take a peek and it's something that would change your whole game plan? Uh, I want to take a peek. Okay, so Ren tells everyone the plan over the speaking stones as he's sitting there, kind of whispering to them, and they say, "You might want to take a peek," and he. Stoyla has manufactured 
has helped manufacture speaking stones for each of the uh, the commanders, the significant commanders of each of the uh, factions that are assisting in this battle, through which you have communication with uh, everyone so that you can coordinate a plan and know what the state of anything that's going on is throughout this. So, you, Or you can just speak to your friends. Ren warns of the dangers of doing that, but the others are persistent, so he says... Dangers of doing what? Okay. Uh, the risk. He he, was, oh, oh, he warns that he you know when we can see inside, they might be able to outside. notice too. There's no way to tell you know what it looks like in there. It's, they might. It is a risk, but committing our forces without having some intel of what's in there would probably be equally as risky. Okay. So Ren says, "Ready yourselves. We're <laughs> we are going to peek in in three, two, one." Go. And shoots it at low power. Stoyla turns the knob. A slight bolt shoots forward, almost like a magic missile, but even less. And as it strikes the dome, shimmering outwards, and just the slightest shimmer allowing you to see through, you're concentrating at just the right moment, almost just getting like the opposite of a blink. Just as it it opens up, you can see through to the inside. And what you see is shoulder to shoulder, men and women and children in red robes with the academy insignia standing as if a regiment uh, around the inner perimeter of this barrier. And where they are not standing, behind them and in the air are riders on top of flaming horses. Floating in the air, also watching constantly outwards. You see hundreds, possibly thousands strong inside this barrier. (coughs) Whoa. There's no way to tell if they reacted to seeing it, because they would have seen it as fast as you did, a blink. But it was pretty inconspicuous. And they had a lot less to see. (laughs) I think it's on eyeball. Good thing for that. No, no. Ren says, after seeing that, he says, Are we still good to go? No point in changing Ren says, that's, that's a lot of people. Are we still committed? I mean, I know we're committed, but is, are we still committed to this plan? What's the pl- What's this plan? Take, take down the shield. Kill take it down and go? <laughs> um, uh, Damon whispers over the thing. He says, It's all about timing. Whenever, uh, Whenever this 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 thing, or whenever the event starts, we need to already be ready and uh, and uh, blocking it. We've got our. Are they? Are, is is a wrath able to do this? The thing through the the portal, or is he going to have to drop it down in order to perform the the barrier? Uh, or, yeah, the barrier. So yeah. Okay. No indication that the barrier is going to stop anything. <laughs> it's not going to stop us. <laughs> He probably would have made it specifically that it would work. Yeah. He's not going to cause himself problems. Yeah. Um, Just stand here and see if he's well, yeah. himself. No, I know, but if it's one of those things where it's like he needs to... Oh, right. It's just shielding vision, but you can walk right through it and see what's going on, then that's one thing. But if it's like an actual, hey, we're going to have this up to protect all of our stuff, but I have to disable it to get this going. You have no idea. But then I'll have all of my army here to protect it once I drop the shield. 
Yeah, Hugh doesn't honestly know much as far as big battle tactics. He's he's good for like sneaking into a place or how to ambush a person or something like that. So his best idea is tell everyone to charge and then drop the field just before they get there. Hefto says a crude but not unreasonable plan. I Damon says if we did a good job as I think we did, I don't think he's going to expect that at all. Yeah, that's he says like we don't think anyone's after us. Wait, everyone's here? Our only chance is for you to go directly after a wrath. Yeah, you hold off these guys, and we will make a small contingent. He says, the army that we have gathered will hold off the forces. We'll occupy them best we can. And the distraction and the fight slip through. Get to the middle. Well, if he's in the middle. The The middle is, yeah. He might might just make it easy for us and be on the edge. We're going to be so lucky. Yes, find him and get to him, basically. Yeah. Red Good, says, I was planning on yeah, doing that anyway. If he wasn't a sissy Aladrin, maybe he would lead his troops. Huh. Let's do this. I mean, one thing is clear. It's not clear whether or not he knows anyone's coming after him, but uh, as you know... That's the clear thing? Well, I mean, yeah. as you know... He hasn't disrupted our plans. There is absolutely... Now. There is no plan besides today. Yeah. So it's not unexpected that he's committed every single resource he has. Yeah, no, not, not, right? That's not a surprise. You also at all. know Arath is a meticulously planning, uh, you know, savant. Um, okay. yeah, I'm in it, at this charge, you know, charge and, uh, with overwhelming forces in an unstoppable way. He's all behind that hill. We've had all this. right. He's like, yeah, they won't stop us. This is fate. The orders are transmitted over the speaking stones to the commanders of each of the armies as they all move into position. They had had gathered around far from the perimeter. They are moving into position. Five airships. It's another another hour before the ground armies as well as the four airships plus your own get into position surrounding this place. (laughs) The orb... The great orb that you have, uh, anti magic. Ooh, can I four be carrying it? Create the anti magic field. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, just as you guys get close, just as you guys get close, <laughs> Stoila comes out holding RA four, which none of yes. you have seen until now, and you see that it has like artic- four articulated arms, each holding a magic wand now attached to it. Doctor Octopus. Imagine what's creepy then is it looks like a dog with just arms coming out of its back. So walk on them like really creepy spidery things. No, as she just drops it in uh, in the air, it just begins to hover. Oh my god! <laughs> Ren just walks up to her on. and gives her a high five and says, "That is better than I had even hoped for." I mean, she, she put, is. Like, uh, she's happy. She says, "I just hope it'll help out." Emma comes over and says, are you She's okay? being so falsely modest right now. <laughs> what does Arnie Force say when Damon asks him how he is? Authorized? He, uh, he, he goes <laughs> green line. and, uh, <laughs> was he just flashes green? That's how he spoke? Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. I don't know who said authorized ever in the beginning. I think it was a, like a door or something. But Damon knows that green, he knows we are 100% good to go. Right. That's what Thanks we kept saying says, to him and everything else. Really? Authorized. I think there was a switch that said authorized or unauthorized and we're like, well... That's the true false of this world. Let's roll with that. Authorized. Brandon sees RA4 and says, Good. 
Arath will take one look at him and not take us seriously and probably ignore us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be able to slip right in undetected. I, have you just insulted our... All right. <laughs> so sad. Uh, Soyla leaps uh, off of the airship, floating to the ground, and getting over to the device. Disable the shield as she calls through. He says, ready when you are. Wait, wait for our armies to be in play. I they think they are in place. place. It's someone says go. Tell them to charge. Anyone have any epic words? Anyone good at speeches? Hey, who's gonna say anything over the stone to all the? Uh, I want to brandish charge. Yeah, commanders. That's what I want right now. After I've heard speech. people you know sometimes I, uh, say something before big fights like this. Do people do that? Ta- I don't think that's a real. I thing. just want to say that. I heard a story one time. I think it would be awesome if, as soon as we <coughs> drop the shield, we have. At least the Thunderstrike, because I know what its ultimate weapon is. Just blast the shit out of that. The that space. will no doubt happen. Absolutely. Just saying. I think that should happen to nuke them as people are running up. And then it can turn off because we don't want to shoot our own people. But. No. That would be against the whole point. Yeah, the, uh, the halfling um, left death. He says, good is a first strike, but uh, once they engage... Yeah. Then it's going to have to be the gun crews. Right when Hugh asks if anyone was going to say anything over the stones, Ren gets on and says, um, kick ass, don't die, see you on the other side, go team. Does that work? Wow, really? Aurora, do you want to say anything? That was amazing. No, 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 I think you said it all. She was genuinely inspired. I'm inspired. <laughs> Ren's like, is that good enough? You guys are making this sound like it's a big They'll never stop us. Let's do it. Renus grabs it and uh, says, The enemies will show no fear, and we will take no prisoners. On the plus side, if we fail... There will be no memory of any of this ever happening. This is an arm fit. Hugh. Uh, Hugh doesn't say anything. Well, Ren sad. says, well, that's, that's, that's a silver lining. <laughs> if we don't succeed, no one will ever know that we failed. <laughs> it's the ultimate free pass. Sounds like... And with the mark... Excuse leave everything on the table. Stoyla enables the device... As you see this time, a huge pulse of energy. Fire. And the barrier comes down. Immediately. Describe the airships firing down in the first strike. I'll go go for Tundag. Tundag, having replenished his massive crew, sends wave after wave of uh, of kind of paragliding, uh, uh, silver-winged hook attackers that begin to swirl and engage the uh, the nightmare riding uh, whatever uh, air units of a wrath in a furious dogfight above the uh, uh, above I guess the the site of the ritual. You have to uh, describe our airship, man. Ren, you know, at the uh, at the command, you see uh, what was his name? That the anyway, the halfling that's that's manning the the yeah. That's manning the, uh, the, the, the sun beam. The lens cannon. The lens cannon, uh, flips up the, uh, the lens, flips it around, 
so that now the fully charged beam with the fully charged and shining orb, I mean, this this thing's wearing, like, he's wearing essentially welding goggles. It's so bright and charged right now. Flips it around, blasts it out as a, as a wide, arcing, flat uh, ray of radiant light hits the ground at the very perimeter and makes its way up as just a wave of, uh, of light and heat hits uh, just beneath the glider so it's not hitting them. Just beneath the gliders, <coughs> just above the heads of the charging uh, allies uh, searing the eyes of all that uh, glance at it and uh, burning their flesh and you hear cries of pain from those of Arath's allies that get caught in the in the blast. And as the other airships join in with just a first strike from uh, what artillery they have, they have to hold fire for your ground armies charge in at full speed. Battle cries from different cultures from all sides of Faerun sound at once, united as they press in, attempting to uh, to buy you what time they can for you to reach your eventual target. And we'll continue next week. On Thursday nights! Bam! <laughs>